I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. coming and it's not going to be pretty it's great to have storable food but when that runs out what are you going to do your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food so i've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years and off the bat almost all seed companies are the same as long as they're non-gmo heirloom yada yada but it's the following years that really concern me so I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says, your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So Go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT, and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. 
and we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the Solomon's they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, filing other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? Then people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Again, when the beating of your heart echoes. 
goes the beating of the drums. There is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. Will you join in our crusade? Who will be strong and stand with me? Beyond the barricade, is there a world you long to see? Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is a duty all the people do, and must be saved again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a light around to slumber tomorrow. for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Amen. Amen. I've been lost and so afraid. Give me purpose, got my way. Lord, to you I pray, amen. 
If I was the devil, I'd make kids question their gender Make them normalize sexual offenders I'd make sinning seem cool and God seem like a fool And tell people his commandments are a bunch of stupid rules That are meant to be broken The demons I've awoken would be at the award shows right out in the open I control all celebrities and words that they've spoken Make them think I'm God, I'm the real one that's chosen Make them hate religion and abandon their traditions I put hidden messaging in all the movies for the children I would pick the worst People in the world as politicians Carrying out my decisions Working for me on my mission Cause division in your families Normalize blasphemy Confuse the world Make them live inside a false reality Have them glued to their phones Feeling sad and alone Have them trusting Dr. Fauci And hating Robert Malone Amen Amen I've been lost and so afraid Give me purpose Got my way was the devil, I put cheating in the movies I'd make artists praise me like Sam Smith and Lil Uzi, I'd normalize being unhealthy and call it beauty I would make sure everybody knew me and pursued me, I would make them all fight when they're about to unite, make the whites hate the blacks and the blacks hate the whites, kids will choose fame have them blinded by my light, I will have them all thinking that the darkness seemed bright, and that good seemed evil and that evil seemed right, they should all feel my wrath and just laugh at God's smite, infiltrate big pharma, make the cure really harm you I'd control the food supply and sabotage all the farmers but I ain't the devil I'm a God-fearing man all I had to do was change the person in the mirror fam I kick Satan out the car I know God's steering man every single time I pray I know God hear it man amen amen, amen. I've been lost and so afraid give me purpose got my What's up? Thank you for watching that video. I appreciate all the support. As usual, the merch always sells out and we have a brand new piece right now. So you see those shirts. It says, uh, Satan respects your pronouns and Satan's my Lord and Savior. Well, I made one. Satan's a bitch. Go ahead and hit the description box down below and grab yourself a t-shirt today before they sell out. I appreciate y'all. Peace. Hey, welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. V. Lynn. Hello, Patriot. And yeah, go go get one of those t-shirts. Go get Satan's, Satan's a Bitch. Hey, high res, uh, dude, the dude's impressed me since day one. I, I'll follow him till the end. Actually, uh, if you want to get a t-shirt, go to PatriotPartyPod.com and get a new Freedom Gardens Electroculture t-shirt. There you go. Because I just published it okay so you can do that too but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. go get high res's t-shirt i think satan's a bitch is a perfect fucking t-shirt anyway holy shit fuckers it's friday it's fucking friday it's a long show friday it that's is. what we're gonna do but we're gonna have some fun tonight there's mm -hmm. a lot of good stuff actually i want to start it out with something else because uh -oh. somebody <coughs> if i can open it give me just a second somebody said something in the chat that he said he wanted to hear because we listen to what you guys tell us. Sometimes. I, I, I want to hear it too. Go there. Is it the same thing though? Mm -hmm. Or the live TV performance. Hmm. Name of this song is The Wildwood Flower. 
Now, the Wildwood Flower is an old country classic. It's gained a whole new popularity. The song isn't any more popular, but the flower's doing real good. Wildwood flower grew wild on the farm, and we never knowed what it was called. Some said it's a flower, and some said it's a weed. I didn't give it much thought. One day I was out there talking to my brother, and I reached down for a weed to chew on. Things got fuzzy, and things got blurry, and then everything was gone. Didn't know what happened, but I knew it beat the hell out of sniffing burlap. I come to my brother was there and he said, what's wrong with your eyes? I said, I don't know. I was chewing on the weed. He said, well, let me give it a try. He spent the rest of that day and most of that night trying to find my brother Bill. Does it get better? <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just wondering. I, I'm hoping. <laughs> I, I love music and this is. A good story. This is a good story, but I was hoping to, it was a little bit, you know, <laughs> had, had something to do with what we we're going to be talking about, but I guess not. I'll keep playing it. Caught up with him about six o'clock the next morning, naked, singing on the windmill. He said he flew up there. I had to fly out and get him down. He's about half crazy. The very next day, we picked a bunch of them weeds and we put them in the sun to dry. And we mashed them up and we cleaned them off, put them in the corn cob pipe. Smoking them wildwood flowers got to be a habit. We never seen no harm. Oh, we thought it was kind of handy. Take a trip and never leave the farm. Big old puff of wildwood weed. Next thing you know, you're just wandering around behind the little animals. All good things got to come to an end. It's the same with the wildwood weeds. One day this fella from Washington come by and spied with him, turned white as a sheet. And he dug and he burned and he burned and he dug and he killed all our cute little weeds. And then he drove away. We just smiled and waved, sitting there on that sack of seeds. Y'all come back now, you hear? Well, I, I like the story of our high school life. I, I figure, fuck it, why not? Since we're here, we might as well burn one you down. Be um, okay. Uh, All right. So, are, here's, are, here's are you ready deal. to get? Are you ready to get your mind burned? Because this is going to blow your mind. Uh... So, get this: Ben Harper and Jack Johnson, although they will not put that out on their websites, and they won't. They were in the army. Woke little fucks now. No, they're not. Uh, Jack, Jack never, no, Jack never got the job. Didn't he know? No, no, he, Ben Harper. Hawaii. Ben Harper didn't either. So really quick, Ben Harper and Jack Johnson, uh, they, they were both in the army. They served under me. Um, and a lot of the- Jack Johnson's real name is not Jack Johnson. It's either. not. But um, a lot of the songs that they came up with, um, I could tell you right now, they were they were kind of mick inspired. 
Yeah, they have a lot of our, like, we were fucking with him on the back of a truck. Let me tell you something. I go to all of his concerts. When he comes to Georgia, which is where, he sends us, normally in Hawaii, but he, yeah. he sends us tickets all the time. We were actually supposed to go, like, right when COVID hit yep. and everything got canceled. I was so pissed. We had, like, I had tickets, like, tickets, front row tickets. I had backstage passes, passes. The whole thing. I could hang out with the band. We were going to fucking hang out with all of them, smoke weed, do the whole, whole yes. bit. Jack was a pro-am surfer. Yep. But he was also in the Army. He was also in the Army. He started out his his career in the military. Believe it or not, he did four years in the military before he was... I understand Mick was in the Army for a very long time. I, I'm just telling you, Jack Johnson, he didn't have the, the mouth that you think he had when he sang the opening to... Uh, was oh, the monkey, yeah. the monkey movie, yeah, Curious yeah, yeah. George. Curious George. Cur- Curious George. When he did the whole Friends thing, I called him and said, dude, y- you don't say that shit. I know what you say. You talk like I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's quite comical. Um, yeah, this is a good song, but uh, here, well, since since we're in musical interlude. Because we're smoking weed. We'll do, we're about to be. I know. We'll, we'll do your dad's song next. Oh, that's oh damn it. No. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, yeah, you did. Damn yeah, it. Yeah, you did. Just go to my dad's song. This, this is another friend of mine. He was in the army with me as well. Check this out. This is... Um, well, 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 let's smoke this. We'll finish, right. we'll finish the right, burn we'll, one down we'll first. We'll burn one this one down. We'll burn one with Ben Harper first. But they couldn't stay in the army longer than four years because they were too high all the time. They kept getting in trouble for being high. They did. <laughs> a lot. There was a quite bunch a few of that. failed drug tests. There was a lot of counseling. Let's just put it that way. I had to write their names a lot. They were good dudes, though. I really liked them. They were nice guys, and they were they they always had a guitar with them, which was fucking ridiculous because we would we would go somewhere. We go to like. Fort Polk for two weeks, and these ass clowns would bring their guitars with them. And I'm like, what are you loading in the context? He's like, oh, it's my guitar. I was like, really? You need to bring your guitar with you? He's yep. like, yeah. Everywhere. Hey, you know what? Now with what he's doing, I agree. Yeah, you should have brought your guitar with you. Shit, I should have been kicking myself because I said, what the fuck are you putting in the context? Guitar? But it was awesome because like one time we got stuck in an airport. We were waiting for a flight back. The C-17 broke down. And the two of them broke out their guitars and just started playing. And we were all sitting there fucking singing songs with them. It was ridiculous. The two of them were, I have never ever seen more talented guys that should never have been in the military. And they joined the army because <laughs> they wanted to get out of Hawaii. When they got out of Hawaii, they realized how bad it was, and they want all they wanted to do from that point on was get back to Hawaii. So, kind of tells you. And when Mick first told me this, and he was home on leave, and it was right around Thanksgiving, it was right around our birthdays. Um, no, I was taking you to a show. Remember, I took you to your first Jack Johnson show. Yes, and but you were like, hold on, hold on, hold on. But before that, I. I thought Mick was full of shit. I didn't think he really knew Jack Johnson. I didn't believe that. I was like, you're fucking full of it. So, because he got me tickets for my birthday. And uh, I, I really, I didn't believe him that he knew Jack Johnson. So he calls this dude up on the phone 
and has Jack Johnson sing me banana pancakes over the phone to prove that they were friends. And I was like, huh, you're not full of shit. Okay. <laughs> it was sad that we had to go that far with our relationship that you had to test it that hard. Well, I mean, you know. So this one is really cool because this is a, a friend of mine, uh, Sean Ramirez. He is the bassist for the group Dispatch. If you've never heard Dispatch before, they sing a song. Sean Ramirez served with me. He knew my dad. Um, he met my dad on two different occasions when my dad was still a general. And uh, they came up with this song. And um, this is about my dad. Based on stories his dad told. The stories he told of past battles won and lost and legends of old. A seasoned veteran in his own time. On the battlefield, he gained respectful fame. With many medals of bravery and stripes to his name. He grew a beard as soon as he could to cover the scars on his face. And always urged his men on. But on the eve of a great battle with the infantry and dream, the old general tossed in his sleep. And lesser with his meaning, he awoke from that night to tell what he had seen. And walked slowly out of his tent. All the men held tall with their chests in the air With the courage in their blood and a fire in their stare And it was a great morning and they all wondered how they would fare So the old general told them to go home He said I have seen the others And I have discovered That this fight is not worth fighting And I've seen them others And I will know Follow me where I'm going So Take a shower and shine your shoes You got no time to lose If you are young then you must be living Take a shower and shine your shoes You got no time to lose If you are young then you must be living Go now you are forgiven The men stood fast with their guns on their shoulders Not knowing what to do with the contradicting orders The general said he would do his own duty But he extended no further The men could go as they pleased But not a man moved Their eyes gazed straight ahead Till one by one they stepped back And not a word was said And the old general was left with his own words Echoing in his head He then prepared to fight He said I have seen the others And I have discovered That this fight is not worth fighting no, and I've seen them others, and I will no other to follow me where I'm going. So, take a shower and shine your shoes. Oh, you got no time to lose. You are young, then you must be living. Yeah, take a shower and shine your shoes. Oh, you got no time to lose. You are young, then you must be living. No, Fraggin, this is Dispatch. But they all serve together so you can hear their influence on each other in their music. Go now, you are forgiven. Go now, you are forgiven. Go. Go now, you are forgiven. Go now, you are forgiven. Go now, you are forgiven. Go. Oh. 
It was really pimp because the first time uh, they went to New York City and uh, they actually played in Madison Square Garden, my uh, dad got to go to the show and it was really cool because he got to hear the song. And he was like, he, I've never seen the man come out and not say anything. He just shook his head and I was like, all right. So when Mick and I were kids, since we're on music apparently right now, <laughs> Apparently, that's our intro. Musical stories. Musical stories. Hey. Our musical story intro. So, when Mick and I, I were like kids, this. I was sixteen. It was right before you left to go to boot camp. I think. Yes. Right? No. It was. Uh, it was the year before I went. Okay. It was the year you because were, you were yes. seventeen. Yes. So I was. I because was, I went to college first. Yeah, I was fifteen or sixteen. Because you went 17. to college, I went to college, mm-hmm. and but this was, I could so, take a car. You. But couldn't. this is yeah. But this is before that. So this is when we were still in high school. This is before he he went to the army or anything like that. Um, I get a phone call out of the blue. Now, mind you, my real died. My real di- Yes, Griff, that was called the general. That's, that was by dispatch. That's about Mick's dad. Um, so my real dad died when I was 12, the 13. I just, I was like, just barely turned 13. Um, and I pretty much lost touch with his family. I mean, here and there. I talked to like one or two cousins, right? Except for one. So there's one that we stayed in touch with. So I get this phone call out of the blue and from my uncle Stevie. Okay. My dad's brother. And he goes, Hey Ness, your other uncle Stevie's coming to town and he wants to take you to a show. And I said, my other uncle Stevie, he goes, yeah, you know, the one that I was named for, like the the one in England, the one that we always fought about the name. And I was like, oh, that Uncle Stevie. I was like, sweet. Okay, sure. He can come. Can I bring a friend? He was like, I mean, of course. There's plenty of room. So I call up Mick and I'm like, hey, you want to go see a show? He's like, what show? I was like, you'll see. No, you said, look, yes is coming to town. I, I said, have, yes. I said, he, you, you told me, you said to me on the phone, yes is coming to town. I have front row tickets and backstage passes. Do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And a ride to the, to the stadium. Mm-hmm. And I said, coming to town where? Hartford or New York? New York, Madison Square. And you said New York. Yeah. And I said, good, because I can't go to Hartford, so let's yeah, go to let's New York. let's go, right? And he's like, so how are we getting there? I was like... Oh, just show up at my house. I was like, just come to my house. My uncle's coming to pick us up, but be there early. We're going down really early, right? The show is at night, and he was like picking us up at like fucking noon. The show or didn't bullshit. start till eight like thirty, and, and he, he picked, picked us, us up at, at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, he was supposed to be there at noon, but he was late. Yeah, he and was late because of what was in the car. He pulls up in his fucking limo. All right, to stretch, and he gets in. We all we get in, and Mick's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I was like, Stevie Howe is sitting in front of me right and now I was from like, Yes. And I was like, the drummer from Yes. I said, this is my Uncle Stevie. And he goes, I've met your Uncle Stevie. This isn't your Uncle Stevie. I said, no, this is my other Uncle Stevie. I'm sitting there going, <laughs> holy shit. Are you kidding me right I, now? I'm sitting in front of a legend. Okay, then it gets really great. Because then he dumps the nose candy on the fucking, on the table. Literally, a mountain of Coke on the fucking table. I was like, holy shit. Wonderful guitar styles of the amazing Mr. Steve Howe. (laughs) 
Share it if you can. I'm going to. Hold on. I, I just I, I didn't share the audio. That's all. I got to do it this way. Here's Uncle Stevie. I think this is the show we were at. 2000, no, 2001 would have been. That was way after. We were in 90, it was 96, 95. Yeah, 95, it was 95. the year you graduated. Yeah. The year I graduated. 94 or 95, something like that. So, yes, Steve, um, my Uncle Stevie is the, the bass guitarist for Yes. He was also the drummer, and he was also the lead guitarist at one point. He covered all three roles. The guy is a musical legend, and he does more blow he's than actually, you and I could ever imagine. He's actually my my real dad's first cousin. First cousin once removed. Second cousin. I don't know, something like he's that. Family. Anyway, I just called him my Uncle Stevie. He's, he's my, my dad's cousin. People say, well, that's not such a big deal, Mick, because shit, anybody. That's a three card, three chord. Can you pause that? Or like, yeah, hold on. This, but this, this is that's my a favorite. Three chord harmony on a guitar. It's actually really difficult to do. Here we go. This, this is my favorite. There we go. Was it really loud or something? I mean, it was in my. This is just like, these are the things. Shit news. We gotta, we, we gotta pause it because you can't, well, that's they fine. can't hear us. Okay. That's part of the problem. So, so after, while Mick was in the army hanging out with Jack Johnson, I think literally at the same time that Mick was hanging out with Jack Johnson. Actually, I was kicking his ass, telling him to fucking do push-ups and um, shit. I literally was, folks. <laughs> I was in charge of him. It was hysterical. I, I was up in I was Maine. smoking the shit out of him. I was up in Maine for the summer um, teaching horseback riding at a summer camp. And then, uh, and I made some friends up there. So actually, the next summer, um, I didn't get invited back to the camp. So, I, But I went up to Maine anyway to hang out with my new friends. 
for a while. And we spent some time at this like beautiful house in the middle of the fucking woods in Maine. No idea where the adults were. It was like a month long house party with a, a bunch of 20 year old now Gen Xers. Think about that. And I mean, no fear. No. That's the beauty of it. We had a fucking blast. It was amazing. And there were these dudes that were just like always playing the guitar. I mean, always, always singing. I'd never very, it was very Grateful Dead-ish, you know, which I listened to a lot of Grateful Dead. Um, but I was hanging out with them. I mean, they were, they were some really cool dudes. A couple of them were pretty freaking cute. I, I might have had a good time that summer. Anyway. Um, so. So which one did you fuck? I, Anyway. <laughs> I'm I'm dying to know now. Anywho, so because now I got to go shove my then, dick in his face no, and go. No, See, okay. she settled for the it's, little it's one, okay. dude. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so I, a couple, mm, the following year, I I had no idea who these people were. Like I had no idea who these guys were. Right. So the following year, they call me and they they ask me. Um, they're like, hey, you wanna you wanna come down to the the city for a show? Uh, New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine. I don't know if it's in here. There it is. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> sure is. And uh, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. And little little did I know they freaking they sang. A We're song. going to go now to the big Cypress Seminole. Indian Reservation in Florida. There was the biggest traffic jam that we know of in the country was caused uh, on what's sometimes called Alligator Alley, which is so this is just the pre-entry highway. And it was jammed today with fans of the fish going to the Big Seminole Indian Reservation to hear a fish concert. If you don't know fish, uh, think Grateful Dead, at least in terms of their dedicated followers. And 75,000 people, it, it must was, have been the earliest sold-out concert of anywhere on this Millennium Eve celebration. Oh, no, and they no, sang for us Seminole out on that reservation and as well for their devotedly fervent fans. I'd be Vanessa calls me on the phone Reminding me I'm not alone I fuss and quake and cavitate I try to speak and turn to stone Till he reaches through my vest To do the thing that she does best She pulls and tears my ventricles Steals my one remaining breath I'd be something as I fall from grace. She needs my vision to replace her ailing sight throughout the night. 
Four guys from the university. Four guys from the University of Vermont. I, it's just—it's funny because I—I I still think they're fucking um, their piano players a serial killer. I swear to <laughs> God, I—I I still think the guy who plays the keyboards for them is a serial killer. He might have been the nicest guy oh, in the world. Dude. He might have been better than Jesus. The singer that was that was playing the guitar, the super the relaxed that was singing the song. He was talking about how Mary stole everything he or borrowed everything he owned and quickly ran away he had everything he owned in his car and she went on a beer run all the weed was in the car too okay literally everything he owned she went on a beer run we're in the and middle of never aware. came back it took her three fucking hours to go on the beer run she got completely lost and we were all freaking the fuck out because all of the weed was in the car and we had no idea where mary was it was well before cell phones <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Funny shit. Fun time. It's weird shit like that that 
you know, kids will never experience. Yeah, no, they won't. No, no, you won't. You will never experience that'll never exist again. Mm -hmm. That level of security in this world is gone. No, I mean, we just uh, fuck. I, I went and hung out at a, a house party in Maine for a summer. Then the following summer, I went toured with them. Like, I was totally a fish groupie, except I showered every day. I will say that. That's, that's, that's I brushed a big my deal. hair, brushed my teeth, and showered every day, which was like ten steps up for most of the people around me. I have to say, but I, um, I'm just saying, you're never going to see shit like that no. ever again. We will never see it in our lifetime ever. I guarantee it. Put money on it. We had so much fun, and nothing. Uh, was, Generation X, we fucked it up for every other generation. Nothing was recorded. Nothing was on the internet. It's <laughs> a great. Nothing story. was documented. It's just all up here, and we can tell stories about it now on the air. That's about it. I remember streaking. Oh, no geez. video of that. There is no video. Of, oh, with Jamie? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I remember streaking. Yeah. We took turns streaking every football game. Homecoming, we all did it together. It was fun. It was like fucking eight, eight naked bodies on the football field running across it. Mm -hmm. In yeah. cleats, which was weird because everybody's like, where'd they get the cleats from? Because they could move. Great we fun. were dodging people left, right, and center. Shit was amazing. I was like, hey, why don't we wear cleats like everybody else does? Because you know what? If we wear so cleats, holy fuck. They'd never Dude, catch we were us. so hard to catch. It was, it was impossible. Fun. It was great. Fun. I was like, if we just lather ourselves down in Vaseline and fucking wear cleats, nobody's catching us. Sure enough, ain't not a fucking soul. Not a soul saw anything either, but it's not a big deal on my part. You'll have that when you're a millimeter. True story. <laughs> Whoa, piston bitch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I named my second smallest antenna after him. Yeah. Your yeah. smallest is... The 12-inch the, the, the antenna is called the Let's Go Brandon. All right. I, I have to read you all the copy on this because <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. <laughs> I've had a, such a blast writing the copy for like I should be a copywriter. Seriously. I literally helped too. Okay. I, I literally did. I swear to God. The Let's Go Brandon 12-inch electro, electro Freedom Antenna is handcrafted from organic, organically grown natural wood and copper wire to maximize your soil health and plant production. The Let's Go Brandon Antenna looks weak, but it has a lot of power. It loves seedlings and small plants and encourages their root system to dig deep and strong to sniff out the best nutrients in the soil. The Let's Go Brandon is recommended for small containers up to 12 inches in diameter. Bury it up to six inches of the antenna, as indicated in the container with six inches exposed. Extend the copper wire above the antenna and watch your plants run away. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> We're having a little bit of fun with this. <laughs> um, uh, read the Mick. The Mick is okay, good. The okay, Mick is, okay. uh, you, you did a good job with the Mick. The Mick 18 inch Electro Freedom Antenna. Uh, the Mick looks small and wiry, but packs a powerful punch of energy to your plants. Yeah. Okay. Um, then there's uh, the Homesteader. The Homesteader 60 inch. Electro Freedom Antenna is a versatile antenna that never seems to quit. The antenna covers a 10-foot uh, raised bed or garden and provides boundless energy for incredible plant growth. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the Patriot. The it's, eight, the it, it's our biggest, the biggest, it's the biggest one, one is the Patriot. Is the, Patriot. the Patriot will stand strong and true in your garden, attracting pollinators and energizing your soil for insanely large plant growth and may even repel the worst storms. Um, let's see. The Texan, the 72-inch. Uh, the Texan will stand big and tall in your garden, attracting pollinators, invigorating your soil, and encouraging your plants to grow to their maximum potential. Let's see. The Yankee. The Yankee dominates your container and sneaks extra energy and nutrients to your plants for amazing results. From the north. <laughs> the Southern <laughs> Bell, the 30-inch antenna, looks pretty and delicate, but hides a strong core of energy and resilience to maximize your plant growth. I've been having fun writing copy. <laughs> Apparently. It does sound like a porno film. <laughs> it sounds exactly like a porno film. Oh, Griff. Griff, Griff, Griff. I totally have one for you. The 18-inch Electro Freedom teepee is called the Bunny Hill. Oh. Yes. After your wife. Mm-hmm. Yes. The bunny hill. The bunny hill. See that? Yep. And then the uh, the 30-inch one is called the Mount Shasta, and the 42-inch one is called the Mount Zion. Damn, Mount Zion. Yeah. So. After another than Bob Marley. <laughs> Anywho. I guess we got to get serious here oh, for a little bit. Fine. Uh, anyway, the is... door will be open sometime next week. I am going on Candace's show on Sunday, I'm going on Conservative Patriot Nation on Monday, um, so that that'll push the soft opening next week, and then the big grand opening. I have to make things inventory. Yes. So, um, yes, that'll be in October. But yes, electofreedom.com. Sign up for the email now, and uh, you'll get a promo code. I've actually been working with some of our other sponsors for some free gifts as well for our grand opening there you go yeah so um yeah good stuff so so i i, I guess the big question is america no belushi i'm selling electroculture antennas for your garden seriously they make your plants grow twice as fast and up to five, five times as big it's it's amazing and your fruit is ridiculous yes um anyway I guess the big question today is, do you all, America, do you honestly believe anything is going to happen to Hunter Biden <laughs> in the charges that have been referred against him in his indictment? No. Okay. Why? Because he's the president's son. Okay. And what can the president do? You just write a pardon. Okay. The pardon's already written. And beyond that, we we already know that this administration in particular has weaponized the DOJ. They're not about to turn that on their own. So the big question here is, what, what are they distracting us from? Um, what went through hmm. in the last couple of days that's probably pretty important something that we should pay attention to not this hunter biden federal gun charges bullshit no because no. that's nothing that's crap mm. what's the big thing that just kind of kicked in what's that one? Oh yeah because there's a bunch of them actually 
Really, the biggest one has got to be inflation. If he I didn't, mean, some of that. If he didn't hear, if you haven't heard us in the last couple nights, okay. One of the biggest things that went up, and I'm not sure if you're all aware of this. Um. Yeah, I will turn up our volume. There you go. We we just topped one point three trillion dollars in consumer debt, credit card debt. Today, today, America jumped up to $1.3 trillion in debt, credit card debt. Woohoo! It's across America. It's a lot of fucking debt, folks. Yet, everything we've heard going up to this month was that inflation was on its way out, that debt was coming down that the dollar was going up, that everything was leveling out. Well, that's not actually the case. And not only that, it gets worse. Worse? Yes. Newly released data from WalletHUD, U.S. consumers took on $43 billion in additional credit card debt during the second quarter of this year, ending in June. That's more than triple, triple, the amount of average of house new household debts uh, since the uh, since we've collected data on this taken in the period after the Great Recession of 2007-2008. Triple that debt. And, whoa, why does it get worse? Because <coughs> we haven't had the housing boom yet. The boom in the houses hasn't happened yet. Mm. It's coming, though. Stand by. Why do I say it's coming? Credit card debt average household stood at $10,170 in the end of June. That means we're all carrying an average debt per household of $10,170 or $10, per household. Everybody's got that debt. That's average. That's just the average debt. That means the few people that have no debt are offsetting the people that have like $70,000 in debt. Correct. Yeah. While those balances are rising, the average household has a bit less monthly credit card debt than it did before coronavirus pandemic took hold in early 2020. Things are also worse in the financial crisis, WalletHub said. At the end of the debt reading, it was going to be more than $12,412 per household. That's a lot of fucking money. Still, the efforts of higher interest rates seem clear. The benchmark of the U.S. interest rate was a little above zero in March 2022 at the end of the first quarter of the year. The Federal Reserve began quickly raising interest rates, which was wrong, after the latest hike in July, rates are now in an average of 5.25% to 5.5. Which equates to like between 7 and 9% on a mortgage. Correct. And they have been that way normally for the past 20 years. However, here shortly, we are to see a hike of about 20%. As the highest since the Fed began tracking it in 1994, a year ago, the rate was about 16%. So here shortly, 
we could see as high as 20% interest rates on just, credit cards. Just in credit cards. No, credit cards are already 26%. Oh, yeah. yeah, credit cards are 23 to 26% right now. The, the highest in housing, they're talking 20% Fucking by the end hey. of the year. Jesus. That's a 10% jump no from one where can buy a house. Yeah. How could jump. you afford that? You can't. We will never refinance. I, I am never, ever, ever. going to. We ever. have a 2% interest rate. We I give a never refinance. fuck. Big picture. We'll die in this house. <laughs> uh, this might sound bad, but Ryan Boyle, the Senior Economist, uh, Economic uh, Global Risk Management Division of Northern Trust says it's concerning. It is as concerning as it appears. I see debts have riv risen largely as a function of inflation, Boyle said. Even though this is the big part, as a function of inflation, Boyle said, even though consumers are carrying larger balances, the carrying higher wages to help them has not kept pace. So your dollar is no longer paying off that balance anymore in your credit cards. A Mark Jason Walker, you stole the fucking words right out of my mouth. Compounding interest on top of everything else is also killing us. Oh yeah. This is all part of a plan to like, I, I really, I don't know. Cause it's a stranglehold because think about it. You work twice as hard for your credit card debt than you do for your normal debt that you just pay with a dollar because credit card debt, you have to also pay the interest where when you you take out a loan you have a set interest rate already applied to the loan credit card if if you have an amex card it jumps whenever the market jumps it follows the market it's probably the worst card to have but it's also the best card to have because it's the fastest way to jack up your fucking interest your credit score. your credit score but it follows the market. So if the market interest rates jump, that's your interest rate on your credit card. It jumps too in the Amex account. On other cards you get, you get a fixed interest rate, but you you don't get the the turnover uh, in credit score. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work the same. So a lot of people tell you, well, go get a go get an American Express card. Okay. You get one and then you, you jack it up and now you're like, fuck. fuck. Because now what are you going to do? Yeah. Now all you're waiting for, you're, you're waiting for the same shit we're waiting for. We're waiting for the, the buildings in Washington, D.C. that and say Capital One, Amex, and all that other shit, they yeah. implode. We're, we're waiting for the fall. Not but not the fall of the leaves. That's the worst part. We, the fall that's, of man. That's what we have. government. The fall of the economy. That's what we have to look forward to. We're spending so much money right now. Like last night, I told you $9 for a loaf of bread. Folks, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You, you think it's nuts, but it's not. I, she went in the, the grocery store. I, I saw the receipt. Yeah. A, a, not even a, you remember the big family size bags, right? It wasn't even a big family size. What bag. of the potato chips? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a normal size bag, folks. That was seven dollars. No, 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 no. It was two for seven. Oh, was it? Yeah, because it was on special. That's why I bought it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought that. 
said oh no no it was two for seven thought the receipt said no no it was two for seven holy i would not buy a bag of potato chips for seven dollars however when i was in the store this family like they had some of the potato chips stashed underneath the four for five dollar table right and um and on below the potato chips it said 3.99 for a fucking small bag of like whatever ruffles or whatever and the family was like oh look there's potato chips in the four for five dollars and i was like no, no, honey, those are four dollars. Yeah, uh, shit's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But as I mean, this twat waffle thinks everything is great. Of course, of course, she does. Oh, uh, people. People are having an easier time putting bread on the table, etc. He doesn't seem to be getting hate, the credit for that. Let me see. Let me refresh that one. Inflation is down. The Damn stock market hate... is doing well. Uh, people are having an easier time putting bread on the table, etc. He doesn't seem to be getting the credit for that. Only 41% approval. Is it because they think he's old? Because I don't see anything else they can point to with, with him. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. She's an idiot. What? Inflation is not down. How, how we... People are not having an easier time putting bread on the table at $9 a <laughs> loaf. I, I just, I disagree. I, I, what are they hiding? There's something else coming. There's another shoe that's about to drop. Here, well. I mean. It was in the Wall Street Journal. Hold and on. They run the, there, there, there's something, there's something that. We'll, we'll get, we'll get We're, we're going to see. I, I'm saying, just hold on. Before you. Thank you. There's something coming. There's another, there's something else afoot. Something we haven't seen yet. Uh, China's about to invade Taiwan? Yeah, I don't know. Does, what what effect would that have on us? Uh, I mean, it was, Other than microchips, what, what effect would that have on us? Well, which is pretty severe. It would actually. put us in a conundrum because they've always said they would, they keep saying they're gonna f- defend Taiwan, so they were gonna be in a war on two fronts. And like I've said, this is literally what I've been waiting for. I've been telling y'all that Putin is literally just playing with Ukraine to give Xi a chance, which they've already planned for China to invade Taiwan. And when that happens, they'll activate whatever cells they have here in the US to put us into an uncivil war, civil disarray, uh, straight up kinetic action in the streets so that we cannot send people over to Taiwan or anything else to Ukraine. Mm. So, I mean, that's just what I see. But what the fuck do I know? I'm just a conspiracy theorist. Possibilities. You know. Anywho, but, you know, by by Bidenomics, Bidenomics is, is it working for y'all? I don't know. It's not working for me. The new economic vision has been labeled by those in the Wall Street Journal and the London Economist and some of the more conservative press 
as Bidenomics. Well, they didn't mean it as a compliment at first. But now they're getting it. <laughs> the new economic vision. No, we're not. No, no, no. We're not. It sucks, just like you do. Jill's dick. You suck Jill's dick. We know you do. We're big mics. Stop. Jesus. You remember when Joe said that he didn't think that the United Auto Workers weren't going to, they weren't going to strike? Like, yeah, they're yeah. just, they're not going to go, I'm going to go to bed. They're not going on strike. He said that three months ago. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of did that. Yeah. Proud of them, too. But how is this going to affect you? Because no one can afford to buy a car anyway at a fucking 12% interest rate on a loan. Good morning. I mean, this is really unprecedented. The first time, as you mentioned, in the union's 88-year history that the workers, the, the members, are walking out on all three of the big automakers at the same time. Now, these workers have four-year contracts, and those contracts expired yesterday at 11.59 p.m. Right now, we've got some 13,000 U.S. auto workers who are now picketing at three different locations across the country. There's a General Motors plant in Missouri, a Ford factory in Michigan, and a Stellanaps Jeep plant in Ohio. Now, this is different from previous walkouts in that it's using a strategic new approach. So the union is targeting just a handful of factories at first, and they're starting with only a fraction of its 145,000 member union. They're asking for a 36% wage increase over the next four years, as well as shorter work weeks. Now, if this strike stretches on, car dealers could run short of vehicles and prices could potentially skyrocket. President Joe Biden expressed sympathy for the union members moments ago. Listen here. Let's be clear. No one wants a strike. Say it again. No one wants a strike. But I respect workers' right to use their options under the collective bargaining system. And I understand the workers' frustration. Over generations, auto workers sacrificed so much to keep the industry alive and strong, especially through the economic crisis and the pandemic. Workers deserve a fair share of the benefits they help create for an enterprise. President Biden has actually dispatched two of his top aides to Detroit to try to help resolve this strike. Now, in addition to higher pay, workers are also asking for shorter work weeks. They want 32-hour work weeks with 40-hour uh, week paychecks. They're also asking for pension benefits and other benefits. The story, of course, will continue to follow. Reporting live from Santa Monica, I'm Chelsea Edwards. I'll send it back to you. All right, Chelsea, thank you. We do yeah. The UAW, the United Auto. Yeah. So. I, I, I don't, um, hmm. again, I stand with the, the, the workers that are on strike. I go for it. Um, look, the way I look at it is like this, folks. I, I, I know this is going to suck. And I, I'm probably going to catch some shit for this, but I don't give a fuck. So listen, we're already suffering. Fuck it. Make this hurt. Make, make this hurt long and hard. We're already suffering. Look, if there's one thing I know about Americans. We're, we're resilient. Um, is this going to hurt us? Yeah, probably. Um, is it going to put a, a strain on what we're doing? Probably. Am I going to get a new work truck in the near future? No. No. That ain't happening. But what I can tell you is this. What it is going to do is it's going to show the fuck around and find out spirit of America. Look, do it. Don't stop. Make it hurt. The, the, the reason these companies have become woke is because they think we're not going to do anything about it. We're just going to sit there and take it.
Fine. If we're, if you think we're going to sit there and take it, watch this, hold my beer, make it hurt, carry it as go as long as you have to. I think that's been Biden's plan from the beginning. I think the American people are make already, I, I kind of think the American people are already there. They're like, look, we're hurting. You can't make this worse. Oh yes, they can. Around, see the, the problem with around the clock torture is you can't up it. You can't go that next step. There isn't a next step. So once you get to around the clock torture, which is pretty much where we're at, we've got these fucking retards in front of us every night talking about, well, I didn't do that, but if I did, that's a good thing. Jesus. I mean, what else do we have to say? What else do we have to do? The point is, make it hurt. Look, here at our show, the Patriot Party Podcast, we support the workers on strike currently right now, and we support anybody that goes on strike in the future. Why? Fuck it. Make it hurt. We're already suffering. There's, you, you can't make this worse. You really can't. What? Okay, you know what? If you listen to us and you started planning your food, you're not hurting right now. Food-wise, you're abundant. Yeah. Money-wise, you probably suck, but food-wise, you got tons of food. You're not going to go hungry. The point is, make it hurt. Do it. Fuck it. I'm done. I've been done. Make it hurt hurt the only look at what happened to Budweiser look what happened to fucking all the other woke companies that decided to test us we said fuck you watch this hold my beer Target still hurting from it Budweiser still hurting from it make it hurt do it on the you want to do it as workers fine shut the car industry down Maybe we'll stop getting fucking gay ass electric cars. Maybe we'll go back to the combustion engine and we'll realize that global warming's not really a thing. Hmm. Maybe that's a thing. Just wondering. Asking for friends. Because this is retarded. Make it hurt. Go do it. If you guys got to go on strike for the next six months, do it. You got to go on strike for the next six years. Do it. Make this shit hurt. Teach. We have to teach companies lessons. Apparently they don't learn until they learn, lose a billion dollars. When they lose a billion dollars, they'll figure it out. Make it hurt. You got to take care of your employees. You got to give them shit. You can't stop it because of a, quote unquote pandemic that doesn't work. People still got to get paid. They're still working. Jesus Christ. Mm, I don't think Jesus is working right now. Oh, he's no, no. Oh, they've been working. Oh no. I know that. Ah, let's see what Joe had to say. Oh, I just referenced this, didn't I? I can tell reporters, 
tweet, the president was asked about a strike, and he told reporters, quote, no, no, I'm not worried about a strike until it happens. I don't think it is going to happen. Joining me right now is a man who is dealing with it in his backyard, Missouri Congressman, and he is chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, Jason Smith, back with us. Mr. Chairman, always a pleasure to see you. Thanks very much for being here. Give us your reaction to this strike. You know, let's just put it this way. President Biden campaigned on that he would be the most pro-union president in the history of our country. And unfortunately, President Biden has been more focused on giving hundreds of billions of dollars of green money to these big auto dealers and not actually delivering for the American worker. That's why we're, we're at where we are at today. And I'll tell you, these big auto dealers, they should pass on the hundreds of billions of dollars that they have received in the Inflation Reduction Act to those workers. Yeah, I, I want to get your take on where we stand on these appropriations bills, Congressman. Of course, we all know that you and your colleagues, lawmakers, had eight days uh, until the government runs out of money, and we may very well see a government shutdown. I know you've had some wins. You've had some victories on these appropriations bills, fully funding the Department of Defense request of $826 billion, investing in countering China, confronting an increasing woke Pentagon, defunding the DOD's new abortion policy, uh, fiscally responsible. Uh, uh, appropriations bills, but will they make it over the finish line? You know, I sure hope so. You think about why we're in the, the debates right now. Is the $32 trillion worth of debt? The Democrats spent more than $10 trillion in just the first year of the one power uh, rule under Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer, which has led to inflation increasing 17.4% since Biden's taken the oath of office. That is why we're having these debates. That's why we're having these discussions. Unfortunately, the United States Senate is trying to pass appropriations bills that are above the marks that were outlined in the Fiscal Responsibility Act that was signed into law in May. We're going to get there, but there's a lot of discussions and a lot of fights ahead. Well, I mean, look, Congressman, you've also addressed the border um, with uh, fully funding the border security consistent with H.R. 2. Most people would agree that that should be the priority, although your colleagues on the left are saying that this is all politics and you want the government to shut down. If the government shuts down, won't Republicans uh, be blamed? If there's a government shutdown, Republicans are always blamed. Um, yeah. the, the media is not our friend. Let's just get the job done, and that's exactly what's important. We need to make sure that we fund the southern border in protecting and securing our borders. Unfortunately, this administration wants open borders. But you know what? We're seeing that we have the issues all over the country. New York City is the prime example of the issues it's facing whenever you have such a porous border. Um, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy went after some reporters yesterday because they claim that the GOP has not produced any evidence against President Biden in this money laundering bribery allegation. Let's take a listen. Watch. Do you believe the president lied to the American public when he said he never talked to his son about business dealings? Yes or no? It's all right. You, you can't answer that? Do you believe when they said the president went on conference calls? Do you believe that happened? That's what the testimony is. Okay. Do you believe the president went to Cafe Milano and had dinner with the, with the clients of Hunter Biden who believes he got those clients because he was selling the brand?
Then I go back. Do you think the president lied that he, when he said. President impeachable is lying and impeachable. So, Mr. Chairman, tell us about the plan for the impeachment inquiry. How are you going to get the public to understand that you actually did unearth evidence? Well, just think about this. Does any reasonable person believe that the Biden Justice Department would fairly investigate President Biden's son? They should have set up a special counsel on the day that President Biden was sworn into office. You have the Attorney General of the United States that's testified for testified before Congress numerous times saying that there was not a need for a special counsel because Mr. Weiss had complete authority. However, my IRS whistleblowers that came before the Ways and Means Committee has proven otherwise. They have said that the prosecutor Weiss said in an October 7th, 2022 meeting that he was not not the deciding factor in bringing charges against the president's son, that it was above him. And so that right there tells you a huge problem. And then what did they do? After all this information came to light, they ordered a special counsel to cover their own backside. That's, that is pretty disturbing in itself there, Maria. Well, also disturbing is this $20 million in payments from foreign sources that we've learned from you and your colleagues, these messages and the infamous D.C. dinner that Kevin McCarthy just mentioned and the whistleblower testimony. But what I want to know is what you believe is the most damning evidence that you all have to suggest bribery, that the president was inv involved in bribery and money laundering. You've told us about the $20 million. Is it more than that. Nancy Mace told us that it could be $50 million. Um, what were they getting paid for? And how come they set up 20 shell companies while he was vice president? What are these shell companies about? Those are all great questions that we need answers to. Unfortunately, since we released the, the testimony of the IRS whistleblowers on June 22nd, myself, Jim Jordan, Jamie Comer have sent 16 different investigative letters to the Biden administration asking um, questions and demanding answers, and they have stonewalled us this entire time. That is why we're going to an impeachment inquiry, is because we need these questions questions answered. But guess what? Joe Biden and his administration is stopping us at every level. The American people deserve to have the answers to the questions that you just asked, Maria, but they are stonewalling us. We are fortunate for the two credible IRS whistleblowers that came forward that documented almost this $20 million of money that came from China, Romania, Ukraine to Hunter Biden and the Biden family. And let me tell you, that's where we also found the WhatsApp message that was from Hunter Biden to the Chinese business partner saying, um, answer our demands. I'm seated next to my father. And guess what? Until those IRS whistleblowers um, came out, the President of the United States said repeatedly he knew nothing of his son Hunter Biden's business dealings. When that came out the next day, the White House was singing from a different tune. They said, wow. we, um, we are not involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings. Yeah, it's not right. adding up.
It's, it's word games. But let me get your take on this impeachment inquiry. Are you confident that an inquiry is, in fact, going to allow you to get Joe Biden's bank records? I mean, you've got to connect the dots to say, yes, Joe Biden got the $5 million that the Burisma had said, $5 million to one Biden, $5 million to the other Biden. Because right now you've got special counsel David Weiss indicting Hunter Biden. Uh, he's charging the first son with three federal gun charges. So, you know, Hunter is now facing a maximum sentence of 25 years in prison. This is giving the media, you know, its, it, its rules. So that's the media is going to all say, okay, so the DOJ is, is fair. It, it, it indicted Donald Trump four times, and now it's indicting Hunter Biden, right? So, I mean, are you ever really going to get the, what you need to direct to connect the dots to Joe Biden when, in fact, we've got this new indictment now against Hunter? Maria, it is laughable if people believe that the gun charges against Hunter Biden are, are that serious. Let's put it this way. That's the only charges that has no affiliation to the President of the United States. So it's easy for his Justice Department to come out with those charges. What we found out even this week from testimony from IRS agents that we subpoenaed what they said, Maria, is that they are discouraged with the fact that over 19 months ago that they agreed with the two IRS whistleblowers that Hunter Biden should be charged with felony tax crimes. But guess what? There's not been one tax crime brought forward. That is what all has the smoke that is going towards the President of the United States. All right, Mr. Chairman, you've got your hands full. We're going to keep following your work. We appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, sir. Life of Brian, I like that. The cocksucker, cocksucker's cramp. Yeah, minus the fact the guy sounds like he's gayer than AIDS. One of the things I... I he sounds like he's got a cold. No, it sounds like he's gayer than AIDS. And everybody agrees with me, so don't even start to hunt. Every single person agrees with me. But minus that part, one of the things I did like is the fact that he brought up the one part that most of the mainstream media, would you please turn your phone off? The mainstream media doesn't want to talk about, which is the part. Look, if it were me and you, we would have gotten blasted with the whole thing. They waited till the statute of limitations ran out on all the other shit and then charged him with the three crimes that Joe Biden is most likely not to be involved in. That is fucking ridiculous. If that does not show you corruption at the DOJ at such a major level, I cannot help you. There is a friend of mine. His name is Bubba. He'll be by later with a ball-peen hammer because he's going to hit you and the one spot you're finally going to fucking be able to see everything. Yeah, no. Um, this is fun, though. Holy shit. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Jack, is... Jack Smith, well, don't threaten people with violence I, I, unless I, you mean it. So. I, I absolutely mean it. Okay. I absolutely fucking mean it. Uh, Jack Smith, Stop. this is from Jonathan Turley. Jack Smith waited for late Friday, that would be today, this is an hour ago, to file a sweeping motion seeking to gag Trump in referencing witnesses and attorneys in the case. While calling it narrowly tailored, it would effectively bar Trump from discussing the case in the midst of a presidential campaign. The order would prohibit Trump from making statements regarding the identity, testimony, or credibility of prospective witnesses 
and statements about any party, witness, attorney, court personnel, or potential jurors that are disparaging or inflammatory or intimidating. So, tarts. Why did we call this episode tarts tonight? Oh, well, too. Stop, stop, stop. Why did we call this episode tarts Because Joe said we're all retarded. Really quick. Let me just show you. This is what they were covering up. Remember before I said, what are they covering up? What are they hiding? What is all these smoke and mirrors for? There you go. Right there. They're cutting Trump's legs out from underneath him during his own political campaign to try and retake the presidency of the United States in which they stole from him in the first place. This is election interference at its highest level. Like, you will never see a better election interference scheme than what you're watching right now play out in front of you in the media. Nobody else is going to make this connection and say, oh, because we're going to bring up all the conspiracy theories because we believe that all this shit is connected. And at the end of the day, when you put it all together and you lay it out on paper on a timeline, you can watch one thing happen after the other, after the other, after the other. You can see the smoke and mirrors. The smoke and mirrors this week has been the fact that Hunter Biden's getting indicted. But in reality, what the real thing they were covering up is what they were going to pull off Friday afternoon, which is cutting Trump's legs out from underneath. Mm -hmm. They basically are trying to get him to shut the hell up, which is impossible during a presidential campaign. But this is the other reason we call it tards before we get to tribute, which I know is like now. But real quick. This is the, listen, listen carefully. You won't even need me to translate. Just listen. We not only recovered all the jobs we lost during the pandemic, we've added millions more. We've seen record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, workers without high school diplomas, Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, workers with well, well, we'll do that again. Hispanic workers and veterans. Uh, one more time. You know, workers without high school diplomas. One more time. African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. Pause that. You know, workers hey. without high school diplomas. Pause it. Joe, 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 Joe. Not only do I have a high school diploma, I also have a bachelor's degree from an accredited college in the United States of America. Oh, and by the way, Joe, um, I vote too. And I will not be voting for you, nor will I be voting for any Democrat. So if you um, are an African-American, a Hispanic, or a, or veteran, a veteran, apparently Joe thinks you're too fucking dumb to even graduate from high school. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a bold statement, Cotton. That's where I need, I, I need my button. That's a bold move, Cotton. Yeah. You just picked a, you picked yeah. a fight, Joe, that you're not going to be happy with. But anyway. You want to get high? I mean, yeah. Everybody does. It's that time, fuckers. You know what time it is. Go ahead. Load it up if you got it. Hold on. I got to drop the levels on this so we all don't get our ears blown out. All right. If you got it, spark it up. Light it up. I don't know. It's that time. The J-Man. It's avocado time. We're just doing our thereabouts.
Just in case you're new to the show, you don't know why we do that. That's a really good friend of us, uh, bars. Um, he used to be a pod- fellow podcaster, um, Justin Anders. And, um, hey, he got me smoking again. So I always uh, tip my hat to him because this is how I got to smoking again. And let me tell you something. If you're a veteran and you're not smoking weed, yeah, you're way behind the power curve in the whole recovery thing because you're never going to get better without it. I 100% swear by it. Um, matter of fact, now I've gone as far as saying, look, I won't go get a job if they require me to piss in a cup. I've been that way for a long time. I, uh, I, I don't want to do that. I, fact, I, I want... This is... You know, I started smoking again, and I got to tell you... PTSD is better, pain's better, everything it's is a, better. A, a it is a night and day difference. difference. Um, if you're not doing it, I thought my buddy was crazy when he told me he started doing it. I was like, dude, really you? Like, this is a dude I always looked up to, just a straight, hardcore, like, one of those dudes, like, you know for a fact, in a gunfight, he's going to be there every time. And... Uh, he called, he picked up the phone. He told me one day that he was doing it. And I was like, are you for real? And he's like, dude, I'm telling you right now, if your problems would go away, you wouldn't have any problems anymore. It's like, what do you mean? He's like everything, like your pain gone. You're, I know what you're, you're going through. He knew what I was going through. I knew what he was going through. We, we were pretty close. It was one of those things. It was like, look, dude, you do it. It's all gone. I was like, bullshit, man. I started smoking again. And I got to tell you, I realized right off the bat, like the first day after I smoked my first bowl, I realized like that next morning, I didn't need another pill. I, I needed to go outside and smoke another bowl. Yep. Um, that's, look, I, I'm telling you, 
this it helps you in so many different ways. I I I can't even explain it. That's it's that word numbing to me. I can't even put words to it. It takes care of all of it. You don't feel like everybody's out to kill you. You don't feel like the road's out to kill you. You don't feel like every driver on the road is going to try and kill you. I'm telling you, that's the way I feel when I smoke weed. That's the most important thing to me. I don't know about you. Well, I, um, the most important thing to me is that I don't want to kill you. <laughs> See, there we go. <laughs> the kill you part is gone. That's, that's it. nice. Yes, I don't. I I no longer feel the random urge to, you know, end your life. In the middle of the night with some really bad pineapples or something. I mean, uh, shit. You could have done that years ago. Oh, well, you, you have mom. <laughs> That's true, kidding. too. You, you know how to use those now, there too. There are plenty. So that, there's a there reason why plenty of I didn't teach you. There's a, a long reason time why Until you knew you. that I actually loved you. Yeah. That's, like, that's smart. See? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, you know, I mean. I, I'm not a retard. I'm just blonde. You you are kind of tarded. I was born on a Saturday. I mean, you are you are kind of a tard, like five times over. But that's fucked up. <laughs> Only Leanna's gonna get that. I know. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Uh, but maybe I love you because AI has taken over your brain. No, I don't think so. No, no. I mean, there is that possibility there that you're, is. That you're mean, being remotely controlled. Literally, there's there's a possibility. There is totally a possibility. The government did cut they, into my they head. They did when and they when they were playing these games. Yep. And now, now, eighteen years later, they're we're hearing about they're, this. they're talking about AI in Congress. Yeah. Check this shit out. Oh, it's okay. Could I defer my questions and allow Senator Hawley to go? Yeah, that's fine. Senator Hawley, you're recognized for your questions. Thank you very much. Thank you, Senator Paul. And uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks to all the witnesses for being here. Mr. Schellenberger, I want to start with you, if I could. I'm so glad that you're here with us today, and uh, you're here at a, uh, a significant time. I'm looking at a piece from yesterday, I think it is, yeah, um, that uh, you published. U.S. intelligence dangerously compromised, warned CIA and FBI whistleblowers. You're not the only one to report this, of course. But uh, I was reading your report on it this morning. This is something that you have been warning about for quite some time. And the allegations stem from a whistleblower who has come forward to the House, a whistleblower from the Central Intelligence Agency. I have the letter, the relevant letter here from the House Oversight Committee. The whistleblower alleges that a CIA team was paid to change its assessment of the origins of COVID-19. Do I have that broadly correct? Is that your understanding yes, of, the, of the report? Yes. Um, this is obviously a, a, a bombshell report, uh, deeply, deeply troubling. I'm glad that uh, the House is gonna look into it. We should look into it. What caught my attention is you point out in your article on this that the government has deliberately violated the COVID Origins Act, which this body passed unanimously, which the House passed, the president signed into law, and maybe he wasn't so happy about signing it into law, but he did. It is the law of the land, and which required that all of the government's intelligence on the origins of COVID be made public. Instead, what the administration did was offer up a summary, which they then in turn heavily redacted. And you point out that 
In addition, the government refused to, the administration refused to report the names of scientists who fell ill at the Wuhan Institution, Institute of Virology in 2019, despite the fact they know the names. The intelligence community knows the names. Now, you're absolutely right to say this is a violation of the COVID Origins Act, and I would know because I wrote it. So I'm not very happy about the fact that this administration continues to flaunt, flout, completely ignore public law passed, again, unanimously by the United States Senate. For what end, I can't tell. I can't figure out why in the world. I, I don't know what partisan gain there is to it. Why in the world they want to lie to the American people. You conclude your article by saying the government has become extremely comfortable with lying to us. Just explain what you mean by that and, and tell us why you think this is so significant. Well, sure. And just on the very specific point, if we were the first to identify the, the three people that uh, contracted the coronavirus in China. They were the people working on gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The Wall Street Journal confirmed our reporting two weeks later, and then I, I think it was one week after that or a few days after that, uh, the ODNI report came out and it uh, did not reveal this information. And we had multiple sources, the Wall Street Journal. We have no idea if the Wall Street Journal sources were the same, but uh, I think we're clearly seeing a lot of abuses of power occurring in multiple executive uh, agencies. So we've seen it with the FBI. One of the things that we noted yesterday was that we saw perverse incentives in the FBI to go after so-called domestic violent extremism, pulling an agent off of things like child exploitation, onto really hyping a set of cases that, that particularly appeared to be aimed at spreading disinformation around the idea that there is a significant increase of, of domestic extremism when we don't think that the evidence shows that. Uh, and now we see this report uh, that came out that suggests that there's an FBI whistleblower who says that six of the seven analysts had said it was a laboratory origin and that they had reversed their position in some exchange for some sort of a salary bonus or some sort of a financial incentive. So, uh, and we've been, you know, so we keep documenting it. We just keep finding agencies and agencies, DHS involved in trying to create a disinformation uh, governance board. Um, I keep, you know, the censorship industrial complex, we just keep finding new parts of it. So in the research for this testimony, we discovered this deep trust alliance that had, you know, what appears to be ties to the security and intelligence agencies of the United States government, appears to be trying to set itself up, although it's now kind of ghosted after 2021, but it appeared to try to set itself up to decide what is reality and what are fakes. For people and i think it should have a chilling effect and that we that's not how we do free speech in america we don't have government agencies we don't have uh cutouts or front groups that appear to have support from those agencies telling the american people what's true what's false or telling social media companies behind the scenes what they should be censoring and just to that last point we now know thanks to the case missouri versus biden that that's exactly what this administration from the White House, to the FBI, to the State Department, to the CDC, to CISA, have all been meeting with the social media companies for years now, giving them direct commands about what to censor and take down, naming specific accounts and specific speech they want suppressed, threatening the social media platforms if they don't do it, and remarkably, and I'm quoting the court here, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, and there's a huge evidentiary record. Everybody can go, don't take my word for it. Go read the record. It's all on the record. It is all on the record, but... I don't know. 
it's a rough one. Um, I, I we see we all know it's bullshit. Hold on, there's one. you gotta know that it's bullshit. Uh, if they're already testifying like this in front of Congress, there it is. You, you gotta know that it's it's bullshit. Yeah, you, you have to. Like, I don't know how to explain it to you in terms that aren't going to get me in trouble. Okay, here are, uh, and this is from the Vigilant Fox, the ten stories they never told you this month. Number ten, Fauci now admits the COVID vaccines cause myocarditis. Number nine. Hmm. Ivermectin is even safer than you think. Hmm. Number eight, RFK Jr. identifies the real shooter behind his father's death. Hmm. Number seven, German study exposes the dangers of masks and CO2 rebreathing. Hmm. Number six, teachers are being decimated by aggressive metastatic cancers after vaccine mandates. Hmm. Number five, unvaccinated children are healthier, according to studies they don't want you to see. <laughs> Number four, recent wave of forest fires is not due to climate, but something much more sinister. Hmm. Number three, excess mortality just got even worse, but don't look at the vaccine. Number two, first ever published spike detox protocol details how you can get better after the COVID shots. That's from Dr. Peter McCullough, by the way. And number Does he one, reference anything you reference? Yeah, I'll, I'll, there's a lot of the same stuff, yes. Okay. Number um, one. Uh, I I got a lot of my information from him in the first place. So from yeah. his from his work, from stuff he was putting out, this is just no, finally no, no. peer reviewed. I, so yeah, okay. I didn't come up with this shit myself. I listened to the best doctors I could find and put together their stuff, and that's what I've been recommending. So yeah, it's very similar. There we go. Uh, number one, viral RFK Junior video gets censored by X after exposing what Pfizer doesn't want you to know. Huh. Oh, and and I have. Oh, adverse event reporting. You know, you raise an interesting issue, which is, is the VAERS uh, system uh, reliable? And VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, it is the, uh, it's the system, the primary system, um, and today the only system that is used by um, CDC to test vaccine safety. The, the system is not a good system, and people have known that for many, many years, um, that, but it's the only system. And, and in fact, if the reason that it's a poor system is that it relies on voluntary reporting. And so you need a doctor, if you, if you for example, receive the vaccine, you die 17 days later, and, uh, and your doctor then needs to report that to VAERS and say this was a potential vaccine death. Most doctors aren't going to do that because they don't see the connection. And, and that kind of system doesn't work. You need a machine counting system that actually can do a cluster analysis and, and, um, and that is, it does not rely on voluntary human reporting, which is, which is biased. Um, nevertheless, VAERS reports have, there, there have been more reports of deaths and injuries from VAERS than all vaccines combined in, since 1986. So it is, you know, by, by the only measure 
that CDC has, that it uses, it is the most dangerous vaccine and, and has killed more people than, uh, than anybody, than any other vaccine in history. Wow. And we know that to be true. Yeah. I still don't trust them. I know. I know you don't. I just. I don't trust any of them. So it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. True. Um, true that. Like Dr. Paul Offit, okay, he's I believe one that was on the CDC uh, advisory vaccine committee and resigned in protest because they, you know, were just willy nilly rubber stamping this jab that's that's killing everybody. So there's him yeah, talking about it. Now. When did he resign? Uh, two years ago. Okay, so I would say one thing, Jeff, because yeah. you brought it up. I completely agree with you that the absolutism worked against us. I, you can see where it comes from. I mean, you're having, you know, thousands of people dying every day and you want them to use this product. And so so you tend to be absolute about it. You don't want to show any evidence that you're wavering, because if, if it looks like you're wavering, then people won't get that product. And, you know, and I've seen the pushback on that with when the bivalent vaccine was presented to our committee. I mean, I, the, I'm on the FDA Vaccine Advisory Committee back in June of 2022. It didn't look very good. I mean, the data in terms of whether that bivalent vaccine, remember, this was the data we were presented was with BA1, which was the original Omicron strain, and then compared with the Wuhan vaccine. Those data were pretty unconvincing. Plus, by the time we sat down, BA1 was gone. So, okay, well, let's use BA4, BA5, right? Because that's what was current then. So we had no human data. We had no human data on BA4, BA5. We said, okay, well, BA1 maybe is analogous to this, although even those data weren't very convincing. And so the government bought 171 million doses and recommended it strongly without any human data. When the human data finally came around, you know, from David Ho's lab at Columbia or Dan Brooks' lab at Harvard, you didn't get any better of a neutralizing antibody response to BA4, BA5. And by the time the vaccine was finally available, BA4 was gone, and BA5 was sort of being overtaken by other Omicron subvariants. And so I was on TV, you know, with because I was on TV a fair amount, you know, on CNN or less commonly on MSNBC. And so you're asked to sort of, you know, you're asked to be honest. I mean, I just, I felt the compelling need to be honest. And I, I you know, I remember it was Pamela Brown on CNN who showed a clip of Ashish Jha saying, this is a much better vaccine than what we had. This is much better than the original strain, the ancestral strain. You need to get it because it's better. So then she turns to me after showing this clip and she says, well, was he wrong? Well, the answer to that question is yes, he was wrong. But, you know, you can't say that exactly. So what you say is, there was just two papers in New England Journal of Medicine that showed this was no better than what we had. It boosters boost, this will boost, and but realize it's no better than what we had. So I just contradicted somebody who was the coronavirus task coordinator, Ashish Jha, at the, this, the, uh, the White House. And he wasn't happy about that. And others weren't happy about that because you have to have this unified front. Because when you show that you're in any sense questioning it, that it looks bad, but it's the only way science works. I mean, that's the only cauldron in which science works is you're constantly questioning, right? I mean, that's your scientific training is that to get the best data, you constantly question the quality and validity and robustness and internal consistency of data. That's how it works. I mean, I'm also not paid by the White House, so it makes it easier for me to say it, nor am I paid by the FDA, right? We're an advisory committee. So, so that's what you know. The other one other point I want to make, though, is that our training as scientists is the opposite of the training for being a science communicator. 
I mean, to be a good scientist, you never go beyond the data in front of you. Never. That's the worst mistake you can make. You feel you have to reduce uncertainty by having caveat after caveat after caveat. That does not work well on television or the radio. I mean, you have to... You can't really say MMR vaccine doesn't cause autism. You can only say that with all the studies that have been done, it's extremely unlikely. You can't prove never. You can't reject the null hypothesis. And you always know that in the back of your head. You know you can't say that, but you say it anyway because it's true. <laughs> MMR doesn't cause autism. It's just that this, I mean, these aren't mathematical theorems. You don't have proofs. It doesn't yeah. work that way. I would say... Except there are no studies about MMR causing autism which is uh, part of the problem. However, um, it's funny that he used that as an example. Though. Mm -hmm. yeah. And because I was wrong. He, he resigned a year you, ago in protest, not two years ago. It makes you wonder. Yeah. Hmm, does yeah. MMR actually cause autism? Yeah. Uh, uh, someone just like today, I just saw a headline that uh, a family just received the first positive like um, reaction that, that mmr no no, no. they they just they just won a court case uh, like they just won money um because the for, that the vaccine caused autism mm. that the mmr vaccine caused autism might have been DTAP, but i think it was mmr yeah mumps measles rubella mm -hmm. yeah and it's not necessarily that it's not that the MMR ingredients, the vaccine ingredients themselves, it's the adjutants they put in there. It's the aluminum, it's the formaldehyde, it's um, it's the the toxic heavy metals and detergents that they put in there to enhance your immune response. Yeah. <sighs> so. Anyway, uh, this is kind of funny. Not really. Um, well, this was Aaron Rodgers' reaction. Keith Olbermann said that you love him. He's catching on vax. That's why it happened. Yep. Yeah, get your fifth booster, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <Wow. laughs> Wow. Yeah. Go on with your bad self. No, no, do it. I get say, your fifth booster. Yeah, go get it. Go get it, Keith. Go do it. <laughs> you dipshit. Aaron Rodgers does not give a fuck. I like it. Yeah. Not good for Jets fans, but I like it. Yeah. He's done for the season, I think. And Something like that. This is interesting, too. Okay. Doctors will begin reporting patients as delinquent who refuse to get a COVID vaccine in a large database organized by CDC and WHO. This is a recent development in healthcare right now that's being swept under the rug by mainstream media. Unfortunately, there are only a handful of independent journalists reporting on this, but the story isn't catching. Now, if you want a quick summary of this video, here it is. Beginning April 1st, 2023, doctors will start asking patients what their vaccination status is. And depending on the answer they give, they'll be identified three categories. 
categories. First category is unvaccinated for COVID-19. Second is partially vaccinated. And third is delinquent. This has serious implications. Anyways, folks, that's just the summary, but the details matter. So stay tuned. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. You know how you get around that? Don't go to the doctor. Yeah, no shit. Go see a holistic If healer. you don't go to the doctor to report you, they can't report you. Go see a holistic Just healer. Just saying. What happened to HIPAA laws? Don't give a fuck about HIPAA laws. Yeah, big. Dude, when they started. <laughs> when <laughs> in, you said HIPAA. That's in funny early shit. 2021, when oh my, my regional vice president for my company sent out an email to all the ops managers with a survey that we were required to go around and ask everybody their vaccination status for COVID, that was a direct violation of HIPAA law. And they didn't give a flying fuck. Yeah. And that was in April of 21. Nope. Yeah. I, uh, sorry. Disagree. Yeah. Nope. So. Nope. You, uh, there's. In, no, I, I, no, no. Nope. There's no reason for that. Uh, this is whatever we do, folks. Whatever we do is, uh, as patriots, as a community, whatever comes forward in the future just remember this whatever is left behind and this is for our future selves so if somebody finds this hard drive one day and they can recover what's on it just remember i said this this date this is the uh, 15th of september mm -hmm. uh, 2023 mm -hmm. we're about 7:50 at night here on the Eastern Seaboard. I record this for our future selves. When everything comes to pass and whatever's left of the United States is still united at whatever level, remember this. We must have a smaller government. It must not interfere in any state's business. Every state is stronger than the American government. And you reenact every policy from the Constitution, whether it's still alive or not, whether the document is destroyed or not, you reenact every policy from the Constitution and you keep the government small, period. Or non-existent. If you, at this point, I'm fine with anarchy. If you do that, you, you have small state governments, you have small city governments, you have small town governments, but what you have in return is neighbors helping neighbors, people helping people. They don't care about skin color. They don't care about creed. They don't care about religion. They care about the fact that you live right next door to them. That's the reason they care. Why can't Americans and people around the world realize that 
Hey, it's your fucking neighbor. It's the person that lives right next door to you. Did you ever think to go just darling? You, you missed that boat, darling. Um, ET went home. He said he's waiting for the aliens to rescue me, but Mick has a point. You know, this morning we, we went and walked the dogs together because Mick was off and, uh, we let them run and fight in the side yard. They're, they're hardcore. Like we're basically training them to be war dogs because Seamus is no fucking joke. <gasps> Seamus, I watched Seamus plow through any four times. And I, that's her over. like literally I she, stepped in. I was like, she, whoa, he, he does that, that was day. no joke. He dropped his shoulder and he just plowed right through her. That's why she goes over into the high grass. Oh so my. It, she has a softer landing. She does God, she. I'm just afraid of cotton mouse over there. So she flipped right the fuck. I was like, holy yeah. fuck. But dude, come on. <laughs> so they slow they down. Ran for a bit to get, you know, the energy out. And then we walked him down the street and down the causeway and back. And we're coming back and I'm I'm looking in the neighbor's yard and I saw her out there. And I was like, hey, this is gonna sound like an odd question, but can I come back and take your wood? <laughs> And she was like, I mean, yeah, but what, what do you want it for? I was like, well, I'm never heard of electroculture. She's like, no, what's that? It's ancient technology. Makes your plants grow bigger and faster. And she was like, okay, uh, uh, cool. She's like, uh, I, I need to start a garden because I'm, I don't trust the stuff in the grocery store anymore. And, you know, it just rots so quick and I don't know what's in it and it's, terrible i'm tired of being a slave to the supermarket absolutely i'll help you out let me know she's like well when you come back to get the wood make sure you knock on my door but then when i went back it was raining so i'll go back tomorrow morning but uh that's what you have to do just talk to your neighbors they're more based than you think like that one was cool as fuck yeah yeah, yeah. oh no i was like so, oh shit yeah she's down yeah you, you yeah. probably give her a couple electric culture oh, yeah. antennas. Yeah. Shit, do that. Yeah. So, um, anyway, when, when the shit hits the fan, can I have one of these? This is just for fun. <laughs> Mercedes Benz created a special jumping car to get you out of sand and mud. <laughs> oh, they put hydraulics finally <laughs> in the you, Mercedes. To get you out of sand and Holy mud. shit, that's okay, cool yeah, as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, that's hydraulics, bro. <laughs> See, in in the military, it's funny. So look at, hold on, hold that, hold that up, leave that up. Okay. So in the military, it's funny. So when that shit happens and uh, we, we've got those big trucks, right? Yes, Lynn's, you're right. She said there'll be plenty that no longer have owners that we can drive around. You know, that's you, true. You know what the funny thing is? is Except our trucks don't get raptured. <laughs> instead of bouncing, they just deflate and they just drive out. <laughs> it, I'm dead serious. Our trucks... All of the wheels will, if you're in like sand like that, you press a button and actually flip a switch. 
in most of them, in all of the wheels in the truck deflate. And all of a sudden you can just walk right out of there. Not a problem. Won't even affect your truck whatsoever. I used to, I used to make a, uh, a Volkswagen Jetta do that with a stick shift. Yeah. 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 It was so much fun. You, be, you could bounce it. You bounce you, a fucking stick shift could, all day long. You could bounce my Jetta like it was Hell nothing. Oh yeah. You could just sit there and try and kick it in the second gear Dude, and just so be tapping fun. it. Yeah. And the, the whole car would be bouncing. People don't even know how to drive a stick shift anymore. Nah. So not even close. <laughs> that, <laughs> hold on, bring that one up. That's pretty funny. That's a good one. Uh, you kind of see in the end before the beginning. Oh! 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 That spring just snapped. <laughs> Took that tire rod arm, boom, and <laughs> put her backwards. It was like a dyslexic uh, child. Dang! Yeah, no shit. Tard. That's a tard. Anyway. Okay. All right. This is really interesting. I have to say, if you're a fan of Coca-Cola or really any soda, you, you might not want to watch this. Okay. Now, I, Dr. Pepper, I have to say, Liana, I stopped drinking Coca-Cola very early, very, very early when I, and really, like, when I was a kid, I asked my mom. I remember asking my mom. I was like, Mom, can you please buy something other than soda? Like, I can't stand it. Can you, like, buy some juice or some tea or something? Like, all there ever was in my house was soda and tap water, and that shit was nasty. So she finally started buying me, like, juice and tea and shit, right? But uh, one day um, I was helping my dad, like, clean his clean his engine actually no i'm sorry i was up in new york i was helping my uncle i was with my real dad so i was probably 10 because before he died dad when i was 12 so it was probably 10 or 11 and uh my uncle had a jaguar repair shop up in upstate new york and we went up to visit them for the weekend and so i was helping my uncle and my dad and they're cleaning the engine of a car of a jaguar and my uncle goes hey hand me that can of coke over there and i was like okay so i handed him the can of coke and you know what he did with it? Poured it in there. He poured it over the engine. You want to know why? Takes all the grease right off. That's exactly right. He was like, oh, I just, I didn't want to have to find the elbow grease for that one. Yep. And I was like, what? And he was like, I'm not scrubbing that shit with a wire brush when I can just pour a can of Coke on it and it eats all that grease right away. And I was like, okay. Um, and then he looks at me and goes, you know, if you pour it over a T-bone steak, it'll eat everything except for the bone in less than 24 hours. And I was like, wait, and we drink that? Yeah. Yeah. So that, I never drank Coke again after that, like literally ever. No, never did. <laughs> uh, like I will, I will drink nothing. I will go thirsty rather than drink that shit. But anyway, um, in, in India, so in India, some states have, have banned the manufacture and sale of Coke, Pepsi, Sprite, and other drinks. You know why? Because the Indian farmers have been using Coca-Cola and Pepsi to spray their crops because it's 10 times cheaper than buying pesticides and it keeps the crops bug-free because it has such high levels of glyphosate and other pesticides in your 
Coke and your Pepsi that apparently they use it as a pesticide. Of course, both cola companies can take heart that they are not utterly useless. Farmers in northern Lucknow use them as pesticides, and it's cost-advantageous too. For while pesticides cost about $20 to $30, spraying their fields with colas cost only about $6 to $8. We used to use the drugs. The drugs are sitting in the house. Some people are telling us how much it is. So we used to use it. It's a benefit. A study released by the Center for Science and Environment found a pesticide residue of 11.85 parts per billion in 57 samples of cola drinks, about 24 times higher than limits agreed to. And while both Pepsi and Coke profess innocence, considering that this is the second damnation in three years, not many are buying either their protest or their products. Of course, both Coke... Oh. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. Grow your own food. Fucking A, people. Do... To, to, do yeah. just a half a minute of research your own your, don't your water. don't listen to us please please don't listen to us go do your own research find out this shit on your own the only way you're gonna figure this out for yourself is to do it on your own you're to listen to me is like talking to a mirror it's never gonna get you anywhere but you can listen to me because i'm smarter but than he is go fucking read a book yeah. Go fucking look it up in the internet. Do your own research. Tell me I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I will fucking admit it. But yeah. this bullshit is everywhere. They've been doing this to us for years. This isn't new. We have signed up. What pisses me off the most about our own society is this. We have signed on to this. We have relegated ourselves to this belief that it's it's never going to be any better than the last generation. For instance, the reason I bring this up, remember this. My grandfather told my father when I was a kid, right in front of me, he said, nothing's ever going to be better than our generation. The reason is we were the most free. Your generation was already a slave to taxes. Even though my grandfather's generation was a slave to taxes, he just didn't realize the taxes he was a slave to. The difference was, was my grandfather saw where my father was and he said I, your generation is going to pay a heavy debt I always thought that was weird that he said your generation is going to pay a heavy debt the boomers are the ones that are paying the heavy debt mm -hmm. they're the ones that are being blamed for everything right now forgetting about God sleeping on the economy sleeping on every presidential election that has taken place from 1963 Three. through today. They have slept on every single one of them. Nobody has kept up. No generation can say they're any better than the others. The only one that can say, hey, look, we stopped is Generation X. Because we were like, wait a minute. 
we know what reality is. Reality is what's in front of us. We don't see this shit you're talking about. You are talking about shit that doesn't exist and we're calling you on it. It's bullshit. You know what? Generations, the younger generations, for instance, my kids, they're just like us. That's the badass part of what we've got going on right now. Mm. We have younger generations that are questioning everything. everything. They are sitting there going, well, wait a minute. My mom and dad said, no, 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 no. We don't believe it on faith. We question everything. And I love it. I, I think it's outstanding. Until he questions you. No, I, I don't even give a shit about that so much. It's inspiring to see a generation that is willing to take that sacrifice on. And I think that's important no matter who you are listening to it because when a younger generation takes on a sacrifice like that, like, nah, shit, fuck you. I, I question everything I see. Well, that tells me a lot about who your parents are, which tells me a lot about who you are, which requires me not to ask so many questions because they prob we all probably think alike yeah. is my point so no it, it... well i mean there's a big millennial push right now to you know uh go homesteading it, it, that is huge 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 right now like yeah. all of the millennials want a homestead they're now. like um i can grow my own food yeah wait cooking from scratch um it's possible. I, I, I miss my great grandma. Like I miss my grandma. Like, um, I grew up to find my grandma's kitchen and garden. You know, I, I have a little, a little, like little garden plaque, right? Actually in the pool house. I my know exactly my where mom, it is. I saw it I know. today. My mom gave it to me a long I time ago. I knew you were going to talk about this. And, uh, and it said, uh, in search of my mother's garden, I found my own. Yep. And I didn't understand it for a long, I thought it was cool, but I didn't truly understand it for a long time. And, and now I do. So, of course, now I'm taking care of my mother's garden as well as my own. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, what are you going to do? Um, but, you know, we, we tell y'all, we encourage you, and we try and lead by example, to distill your water, not to drink that nasty tap water. Grow your own Grow food. Grow your own food. Grow your own food. It's so oh simple. It's so simple. And you And now making it even easier for you. You feel even better when it's your own. It's like even I, you know, even Liam on last Saturday on Freedom Gardens, he was like, I I eat less and I feel fuller for longer. But it's, it's not like, so much, like, as an adult, the, when, how many of you have accomplished, like, let's say, like, you were assigned a task at work, and you actually saw that task to finish. I mean, 
the whole task, not just a little part. I mean, the whole fucking thing. There's a lot of people that do that for years, 30, 40 plus years, Mm -hmm. and they never see the whole task to completion. Mm -hmm. They only see a part of it. They only see their part. And it's a rarity that you ever get that sense of accomplishment that you see the whole task accomplished. Like for instance, um, one of the things a lot of vets will tell you, especially about the Iraq invasion, the second one, um, we're to tell you, we kind of felt like it stopped too early. Like we got to Baghdad. It felt like the government put the brakes on us. Mm. Almost as if to give the bad guys a way out. They wanted to drag it out. No, 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 no. No, we don't think it was about dragging it out. We think in the line, in the terms of, no, they slowed us down so they could give them a way out because we would have caught them and killed them. There's a lot of people that think that way, and I'm one of them, because there were some weird breaks that were put on us. We hit Baghdad. All the shit, all of a sudden, shit stopped. Like I remember doing a, a kill class of a chicken for a bunch of privates that had never seen it before, and I was like, "Yeah, this is simple, folks. It's how you kill a chicken." We did a kill ca- class and killed killed the chicken. We cooked it that night. We ate every part of it. And everybody feasted. It was awesome. And all these privates were like, holy shit, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, it's chicken, dude. Where do you think it comes from? Where do you think the shit... Not the grocery store. And the grocery store comes from. Well, now, a lot of that stuff comes from a lab. So... Which is why you should grow your own food. We were maybe a little ahead of our time, but we did that. (laughs) That's what what we did. It was... And it was good. we ate, we ate well that night, but I also remember asking myself the question, like, who stopped us? Why did we stop? We were doing like 100 miles a day. Why did we stop? We're, we haven't even made it through this country yet. We're only halfway. Where, why are we waiting here? It was weird. It was really weird. You can ask anybody in the military. We got to Baghdad during the Iraq invasion. Any, everybody's going to tell you the same thing. It was fucking weird. It was like all of a sudden, everybody hit the brakes and we were stuck. And they were like, fuck's going on? That's what I think's going on here. It's the same thing. It's just a different level. Civilians this time instead of military guys. It's the people instead of just the government. Now they expanded what they learned there and they're doing it here. And they, they think that we're going to comply because we're okay with this, this where our feet have grown in the ground. We're rooted, but we're, they, what they the don't boiling water, what they don't realize is that we're not that at all. What they don't realize is we, we figured that out. We know where you're going. 
if you keep pushing, it's going to get really bad here soon. And it ain't going to be fun for any of you because you literally will not be able to walk down the street. They had a guy on today. He was in New York. AOC was trying to deliver some retarded remarks, I'm sure. Because, well, she ain't that bright anyway. And she just lied the other day, so she's dead to me. But the bigger part is she's in there. They interviewed this dude on Fox News. It was really funny because they took him off the air, which I thought was really fucked up. But he, he was speaking like we do. He goes, wait a minute. Nothing can withstand what's coming. That's literally what he said on the air in Fox News mm-hmm. while he was being interviewed. And uh, he said, you know, and to boot, he's like, I, I don't believe that they're out looking, they're looking out for us. I was impressed with this gentleman because he was basically speaking like one of us. I mean, literally. And then they took him off the air. Of they, course like, they did. They pulled him off the air as soon as they could. But, which is unfortunate because I think he had a good message and he was going after AOC for the right shit. Like, Hey, you lied. You're worthless. <laughs> you shouldn't be in your position. And well, a lot of New York was like that. We can get to that in a second. Okay. But before we do, I just want to bring this up real quick. Um, this is a, a clip from a recent health ranger report. Again, you know, we encourage you guys to distill your own water or oh, use, a, to, okay. use a Berkey yeah, filtration bad. system. My bad. Yes. Okay. I agree. Um, and you know, we tell you that everything they tell you is usually the exact opposite is true. Okay. Um, so this, this just, this is crazy. This blows me away. Listen to what, what, what Mike Adams has to say about this. Environmental protection agency, the EPA has now banned big Berkey water filters from being sold in the United States. That big Berkey water filters are pesticides. But the EPA says that because Big Berkey water filters use silver as part of the filtration media in order to protect the media itself, but uh, because there's silver in the filtration media, uh, this silver also kills pathogens. Uh, Pathogens such as, you know, certain bacteria and so on, and it can denature certain viruses that might pass through. And because it can kill pathogens, the EPA says, well, pathogens are pests, and therefore, this is a pesticide. Therefore, Berkey water filters are pesticides, not water filters. Wow. Folks, we have been promoting fresh mouth, which is the silver toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Freshmouth.life. I, I am telling you right now. I, I, I just told my buddy about it tonight. I said, hey, dude, I, I gave him a tube of toothpaste. I said, here, take this home. You never want to go see a dentist again? Just use this toothpaste. I have not seen a dentist in two years. And I tell you what, my teeth have never felt better. And I am not, I am no bullshit there. I swear to God, I have not seen a dentist in more than two years. And my my teeth are growing over my fillings. Silver is the way to go. There's something about it. It has, it does kill everything. 
it is the ultimate source of everything you need. I can tell you right now, I, I, I do the, um, what is it? Uh, the silver. Um, so it's a colloidal silver mouthwash. So yes. then it's a nano silver toothpaste, nano silver toothpaste, colloidal, and colloidal silver, silver mouthwash. mouthwash. Yes. And I drink that every morning. And like they say, the last sip yep. I drink, yep. I actually ingest it. Fuck it. That's good. It's it, silver. It's great for your body. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm telling you right now, please try it. Uh, you will be amazed at the effects on your body. Remove the fluoride bullshit from your life. It will fucking kill you. Mm -hmm. It is carcinogenic. They proved it. Fluoride is carcinogenic. It's literally a byproduct of phosphorus mining. And it was so toxic, they had nowhere to dump it. So instead... They gave they, it back to people. They rebranded it and they sold it to city and county water systems across the country to fucking feed us. It, think about where did they get the idea from that? Farmers. Why? Farmers give eggshells back to their chickens. chickens. They also feed their chickens all their scraps from the dinner table. Uh, all of that stuff is regurgitated in the same shit that we see on a daily basis when it comes to carcinogenics or pesticides or anything else. It just gets rebranded into food or water or better yet. Pepsi? Oh, this is going to make you feel better. It's called Coke. Hmm. Okay. Which type of Coke? The powder one or the liquid? <laughs> That's what I always asked. I was wow. always first to ask. The powder or the liquid? Because if it's powder, I'm good. If it's liquid, nah, not so much. Anyway. I, I will snort a line of Coke before I will drink a bottle of it. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, Sarah, we uh, we love the, the ozone hydrogen water bottle. That thing's the bomb. Yeah, even, look, those distillers too. No, I, I got friends that have those distillers. I'm, I'm telling you the right Berkey now. Water the Berkey water filter. Yeah. I, get one if you can get one get before one before they ban it yeah I, i'm one. dead serious not to be a dick but literally those things are wonderful it is a silver encrusted pot it literally by nothing else by just it being silver it kills everything in the water so when you pour it out at the spigot it's already done everything's dead in the water you are getting straight up distilled water mm -hmm. without heat and without anything else other than a chemical chain reaction within the pot. Yep. I, yeah. uh, dead serious. Go do it. If you can get a Berkey, uh, there's the other one. It's the machine one where you pour it in the top and you wait and it drips through when it drips through, you get like, I don't know, five uh, or 10 fre gallons. Fresh mouth has one. Yeah. They yeah. have one, yep. one of the machine ones. Yep. And those are outstanding too because it's still that's all a, through carbon. That's the distiller and it puts the all the electrolytes and shit back into the water. Correct. So, yeah. It gives you the salt yep. content back and everything yep. else. Yeah, yeah, it's no joke. That's another one. Mm -hmm. You get that one, go with it. Yep. It works. It is amazing. Um. Anyway, so AOC. AOC went to New York. I know. <laughs> we already talked about it a little bit. A little bit. Now you get to hear. Yeah. Damn. Well, this Sorry. now you get to hear the reaction or all to the her. people fucking oh, yelling. The 
blocking traffic. Excuse me, you're impeding my way. Move. Legal versus illegal petition. I got it, I got it. Don't worry about me, bro. Please, I don't want to listen to this cunt. You can't hear her through. Uh, you won't be able to walk down the street. Just want you to remember that one thing. You will not be able to walk down the street. This is the way that every liberal, anybody who's trying to make a statement, trying to be a fucking cuck to whatever narrative is going, this is how they have to be treated. Folks, we have got to do this. You guys, this is one of the You know, back in the day, they used to say tar and feathering was a horrible way of punishing somebody. I'd say, yeah, it's probably pretty bad, but quite honestly... If you were going to tar and feather me or and or kill me, I would rather you tar and feather me. And I got to tell you, we're coming back to that time. This is where the scarlet letter needs to be reapplied. Like when you start seeing the like all of these cucks that have supported the vaccine, supported all the bullshit going on, supported all the other crap that we've seen out there. This is the time that the scarlet letter gets reapplied. And instead of it just being a scarlet letter, let's just make it a burn mark right on the chest. I voted for this shit. Because what we need to do is start identifying where our lines are at in this country. A burn mark on a chest? Don't you mean a cross on a forehead? That's a possibility too. Because that's don't don't worry. When you see it, you'll know. That'll show itself, I guess, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. See, they didn't tell me that. Soon enough. They told you that apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. This is also lit. Will it be white light? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Um, All right, so don't worry about it. We don't have to worry about that. Forget my last rant. It wasn't a rant. God will just Don't worry about it. God's going to take care of that because, see, great minds think alike. Anyway, this is also going on in New York. This is scary, too. This is. This This is really scary. Yeah. Enjoy this one. You guys, this is one of the most evil, most corrupt plans, and the decision is being made today at 10 a.m. Back in March, I had made a video saying that Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, the most evil motherfucker of all time, he's just kind of flying under the radar for everybody. But she, trust me, she's a fucking monster. She wants quarantine camps for diseases that could be COVID, could not be COVID, things that aren't even contagious. Things like Lyme disease, okay? Things like toxic shock syndrome. You know, the thing you get if you put a tampon in wrong, okay? She wants you to go to the quarantine camp for that. So in March, the judge marked a that it was unconstitutional to have these quarantine camps. In March, the very next day, she filed an appeal. Even though he said it's unconstitutional, she filed an appeal immediately because she wanted this shit, okay? Now, all the stuff I'm about to list is in the appeal. It is going to be the most jaw-dropping thing you ever hear about. You're going to wonder why you haven't heard about this before. So let's talk about it. So if this thing goes through, 
and you are on their list to be taken, they come to your home. It could be in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., 6 a.m., at your job, wherever, whenever. Take you, they take you out, put you in their car. No questions asked. You are not allowed to, you can, you can try to fucking ask. Doesn't mean they are required to give you an answer about why they are taking you, where they are taking you, or how long they're taking you for. Next, it can be any age. It can be your newborn baby who's just two weeks old. It could be your three-year-old toddler who's screaming for you and doesn't want to leave. It could be your grandparents. It is any age. There is no age restriction, okay? To get you even more mad, this is all real. This is very real and on the, on the actual list if you go look at the appeal, okay? I'm not making this shit up to scare anybody. It's just fucking scary. You have zero rights when you get there. Just like the J6ers, okay? There is no due process. There is no court hearing. You have zero rights. They owe you nothing. You are stuck there and you do what you are told. You know, this kind of reminds me of that Rage Against the Machine song, Killing in the Name of. Fuck you, I won't do what they tell me, okay? Next, you can be there for days, weeks, months, years. They owe you no time limit. They are not required to give you any amount of time to when you will be released. It's all on them, guys. If that's not bad enough to scare the shit out of you, if this goes through, this is going to make it even worse. You are forced to eat whatever they give you and take whatever medicine they give you and also take whatever vaccine that they think is going to help you for whatever condition you have. So you are forced to eat the food, take the drugs, and take the shots. The best part and the scariest part is the list on the appeal also includes experimental drugs. That's right. They are allowed to use you as a test subject and try experimental drugs on you. Does this not remind anybody of Nazi Germany? Does this not remind anyone of Germany? Last but not least, you do not have to be sick, contagious. Take a test to prove that you are fine. Take a test to prove that you are sick. You don't have to have any test results of any sort. They just come to your house, your home, your work, wherever. They remove you with zero questions asked, zero tests to prove anything. You can do nothing. The judge today at 10 a.m. is making the decision again on this. I don't know how, if anything, he can vote anything except that this is unconstitutional again. Because let me tell you something, that judge is part of this whole stuff. If he gets sick and he happens to be on their list, he can get taken out. His grandchildren get, can get taken out. His wife can get taken out. All of that. Nobody is exempt, except her little friends, I'm sure. This is the start of a nightmare. And I'm Republican, so I don't want to hear anything that you're Democrat and you voted for this shit. I don't want to hear it. Save it. You guys. Um. No bear. Okay. No. That's why I have this. That's a no bear. So, uh, look. You can come to the house. Good luck with that. You might... You might make it to the front door. You might not. Um, good luck. All I can say is good okay, luck. Okay, I have an update, but it's not the one that everybody's... Uh, good luck with that. Um, it's gonna hurt. Okay, I have an update, but... Stop. Okay. I I'm gonna give it to you 
one piece of lead at a time. And um, my family is going to give it to you one piece of lead at a time. Uh, I, I dare you. This is a bold move, even for Cotton. Um, he wouldn't even try this. Um, so, good luck. Yeah. And yes, fuck this is, around. This find is out. In New York. I'm Kathy, dead serious. Kathy Hochul replaced. This is America. America. Cuomo. Remember, exactly this what I told you was happen. is America. Yeah. New York. Go ahead. Tell me again. Hmm. Here you go. Okay, I have an update, but it's not the one that everybody's hoping for. It's not bad, it's not good, it's kind of in the middle. In case you want to know the name and look it up yourself, it's Rule 213, 2.13 of isolation and quarantine procedures in New York State. I was watching it live, it was being live streamed at 10 a.m. here on the East Coast. I watched it for about 45 minutes. I even screen recorded a lot of it. The only thing is at 10.45, I had to be someplace, I had to shut it down. So I'm waiting, waiting to find out. I'm scouring the internet to see what happened, just like everybody else. And everybody I'm seeing in the comments is saying they can't find any information. Well, I got a little psycho and went one step farther. Don't mess with a woman who's looking for information. I actually called the state senator's office here in New York, Senator Borello, who the case is about. It's Borello versus Hogel. I called Borello. Borello's office told me that the case was presented today, but the answer is not being given today. That seemed a little fuzzy to me because I'm pretty sure that it was said that they were going to be making the announcement on whether they were appealing the case or not. But after calling Borello's office, they said that they presented their case and that's it. Then the judges, the judges are gonna make a decision and announce it when they're ready. So not good, not bad, but kind of indifferent. I'll put one of the websites below, either in the captions or the comments. There's a ton that you can actually see, like legit information. I'm not talking about like Facebook or anything. I'll post it and you can see exactly what was in the written appeal and why exactly they wanted these quarantine camps and what we were saying. No, no thanks. No quarantine camps, thanks. Anyway, here's some of the video of Borello's team presenting their case against the quarantine camps. Whereas the regulation says they can knock on your door with no due notice and they can hand you an isolation or a quarantine order. Ex parte, no hearing, no due notice, no right to have an attorney before you get locked up or locked down in your house, no right to contest any sort of evidence against you. There is no evidence against you because there's no hearing provided in rule 2.13 it says you have the right to an attorney and judicial review after you're locked up right it's 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 guilty until proven innocent it's tremendous we understand that okay sorry getting a little emotional sorry. <laughs> um so just one other thing on the conflict between the rule and and um the law section 2120 of the public health law is that the law clearly says that yes you are infected and yes you are a public health threat you can't or you won't comport yourself in a manner to protect those around you then they can issue an isolation or a quarantine order and put you into a hospital for care so you can get better <laughs> that is not what the rule says the rule says the commissioner of health can pick any place that the commissioner of health wants to put you 
you have no say, and including the words uh, residential or, quote, residential or temporary housing. So it's a stark contrast to our law, which we've had for 70 years, which sets out the policy that our legislature carefully weighed the rights and the concern of the government and then came up with this law. So that's, that's what I wanted to say on, on the reg itself and on the um, different. Okay. How about just this? No. How about no? How about America? Seriously. Do we need a judge? Do we need somebody to actually take care of us? I mean, do we need that? I mean, if we do, then maybe I'm wrong. If if we need that, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I I, I could be. I I don't think so though. I think I'm dead on with this when I say, no, we don't need any of that. We don't need another court to decide another decision that we know right now the American people just, we we don't agree with it. You're wrong. You're not connected to us anymore. I'm, I'm pretty sure we all see eye to eye on that, right? I I don't think there's any difference in any one of us. The fact they're even arguing this case is ridiculous to me because there's no way that I would ever expect any one of you, any one of my fellow countrymen, to submit to something like this. Look, I may be a podunk piece of shit that lives in redneck fucking Georgia, but let me tell you something. There's one thing I do know. I know what freedom is. Freedom is... Not slaving your ass away every fucking day to the man. Giving your money up to the man. And not getting anything in return. Because that is what we have been doing. We have been doing that for years. I watched my father do it. I watched your fathers do it. I watched everybody do it around me. There's nobody that was safe from it. You had to work. I asked a kid's dad. I said, I thought you guys were rich. Yeah, we're rich. Yeah, but your dad works all the time. Well, yeah. That's why they're rich. That's why we're rich. You know, I started considering what is really rich. Rich to me is where when I was rich... My dad was there telling me, hey, don't do that dipshit. Or my dad was there whooping my ass with a belt. Or, you know, the times that you don't want to remember about your life. You know, the embarrassing ones where you called your dad a bastard during a 4th of July fucking thing and you got your ass beat all night and you were sent to your parents' room and you weren't allowed to leave it. That's what I remember. And you know what? 
I look back on those days and I say, you know what? That might be harsh for some of you, but I look back on those days and I say, you know what? I needed that. I needed that ass whooping. There was something, my military career required an ass whooping. I had to get the shit kicked out of me. I don't know what it was. It was like, Hey, look, I got to challenge the biggest dude in prison and, and call him the N word and then get my ass beat for saying it. I had to do it. Are we doing the weekend safety brief? No, no. I'm, I'm saying that there's just something fake about all these fucking people that we look at day to day. We watch this shit because they don't understand that one part of life. There's a day that's going to come that you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. It's about how you rebound from that day, not about the way you take the ass beating. It's what you do after the ass beating mm. that defines you. And those people have never heard those words before because they don't know what that's like. They've always had people around them to protect them and shield them from that. And soon they won't be able to walk down the street. And you bring it right back to point one. Thank you, babe. That's why we're a team. You know. And this is what's going on in the streets of New York about that same bill. I got a question for you. How old is that video? Because that is not within the last couple of weeks because there's no way they're wearing that heavy jackets right now in New York City. First. Second, why the fuck are all these bitches that are out there screaming about medical freedom wearing fucking masks? That is my second issue. Stop being a bunch of bitches. What are you scared of? God's got your back. Why are you fucking scared? Why are you wearing masks? Stop being bitches. We're not bitches. God's got your back. Follow God, you'll be fine. And I'm sorry, that, no, that disgusts me. That's old. That has got to be old. It is. That's some bullshit right there. Yeah, it is. Because if that's now, 
I got no. issues. No, no. I got a lot of issues no, with people was, in uh, New York. That was that was just before January sixth. Cause uh, fuck that shit. Listen to me. Listen to what I just said. That was just before January sixth. Hmm. Four days before January sixth. So that was January second. Where? Two thousand twenty-one in New York. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and MAGA were getting together against vaccines in January of 2021. And then January 6th happened. Hmm. Split all that apart. Split all of it apart because they could not have us united. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And now it's coming back. Now New Yorkers so are getting wait a pissed minute. again. That's what that was? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I got pissed off because I saw people wearing no, masks. No, 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 no. That was in January like, of 20. Uh, that was in January. That was January 2nd of 2021. That was just before January 6th. That is one of the reasons why January 6th happened. Hmm. So, oh, 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 now, now I see now what you're doing. You now you understand. Okay. So you see what she's doing, folks? You see how the pieces fall into puzzle pieces fall into place? Think about Joe Biden. Just, let's just take Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Every time something came out about Hunter Biden, who got indicted? Donald Trump. Donald Trump, every time. Every single fucking time. Yeah. And now you can't indict Donald Trump anymore. So what do you got to do? Oh, you got to take all the pressure off of old, mm -hmm. let's go Brandon. Yeah. Hmm funny you should bring that up yeah because this is scary all right listen this i sent this to you actually i found the original video okay. without the guy's commentary well i better. i sent this to you you did i did mm -hmm. I, i've listened to the original um i've already Check transcripted it it, yeah. it is right on long story short this is scary because this is old vlad putin He's about to tell you what's going on in America. And let me tell you something. He ain't wrong. And if you think he's wrong, good luck. Because you tell me where he's wrong. And I'll tell you that you're right. Потому что это показывает всю гнилость американской политической системы, которая не может претендовать на то, чтобы учить других демократии. Все, что происходит с Трампом, это преследование по политическим мотивам своего политического конкурента. Вот что это такое. И делается это на глазах общественности США и всего мира. Они просто обнажили свои проблемы. Это преследование. Anyway, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. We are seeing what our government has done to us, the people. We, the people. Not them, the elites. We, the people. We, us, you and I. It's not about them. It's always been about us. Read your constitution. It's always been about the people. 
The people have the final say. Where the fuck are the people in any of these decisions that have been made by this country in the last 20 years? Shit, I can't think of a single one. Because the people were saying, don't do that. You can't hear us, Sarah? No sound on Rumble? Can you hear us? No sounds on Rumble. Okay. Weird. Well, this woman needs to read the Constitution and understand that she is not above it. Hold on. We're going to check this. So Yeah. Just now for her first national televised interview yeah. since issuing this Hold order on. is the government. Let me, let me try this again. Let me back it up here. Give that a second. All right. Here you go. Five Just now five. for her first national televised interview since issuing this order is the governor of New Mexico, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Governor, thank you for your time this morning. And let's get to exactly that. We just heard from the sheriff. He joins the attorney general and others who say they won't enforce it. It's unconstitutional. Why do it if it can't be enforced? Well, that's their opinion. They have no bold actions. They don't have any plans for reducing gun violence. Every single aspect in terms of preventing gun violence, uh, funds, uh, uh, crime labs, uh, more than $150 million for retention, bonuses, and recruitment of new police officers. I'm focused on one thing. Uh, we have the third highest gun-related injuries uh, in the country, 90% higher than the mm -hmm. national average. We lost 143 children between 2017 and 2021. It is unacceptable, and it calls for immediate and swift and bold action. And frankly, the evidence bears out over and over again. Fewer guns on the streets makes everyone safer, and I'm focused on everyone's constitutional rights, not it, just those the NRA says I should be focused on. Yeah, it's not just the NRA. Here's one other concern from the sheriff. Here's what he told my colleague Caitlin Collins last night. In a couple of months or a year down the road, we're the ones stuck in court and we're the ones getting sued over all of these infringement of uh, rights and all these other court battles when I could be focusing so much more on crime. Has any law enforcement officer in Albuquerque or the county actually enforced this yet? Well, we haven't uh, issued any civil penalties, but that doesn't mean that we're not and that we don't have the ability to do that. But that's this a no, is right? The pushback I get from every single, well, it's a no this minute, but that doesn't mean that we aren't. And it doesn't mean that we don't have additional police presence. And if not this bold action, making sure mm -hmm. that you're safe going to the grocery store, you're safe going to a baseball game, you're safe walking on a hiking trail, there are individuals including young people, where it's illegal today to have a handgun, openly carrying handguns. My question to law enforcement is, where are you? Where are you? In that young 11-year-old, Froylin Viegas, yeah. 17 rounds were fired into that gun. 35,000 rounds are fired at least annually in Albuquerque alone. You are not safe going to work, getting your prescription drugs, or going and to a public park. And it wasn't just about a cooling off period. It's about making sure that everyone is safer while we do bolder work to get at both the drug epidemic and the gun violence epidemic. Look, and, and it's not for police to tell me what's constitutional or not. They haven't supported one 
not one gun violence effort in the state of New Mexico, so including domestic violence protections, universal background checks. And I know you want to ask me a question, so I'll take a breath. But it's these are NRA talking points about their rights and not about anybody else's. And it's not a ban. It's a temporary pause okay. so that we can make this community safer. Please. Thank you. This all right. So bitch. first of all, listen, listen, it's not the NRA's rights. It's the Constitution. Everybody in America has that right. Look, twat. First of all, it's a God given right. Last time I checked, you're not a God. You don't replace him. You don't get to say, well, I'm your Democratic God. No, you're not a fucking God, bitch. Period. Here. You're not a god. Shut your fucking mouth and listen to this. You are beholding to us. To us. We control you, cunt. Not the other way around. You don't get to put a pause on shit that God gave us. It doesn't work that way. You are not a god in between him and us. You're a cunt that got elected by sucking a lot of dick. And if you don't like that, fuck off. And I think that because is a satanic pendant. You're right. That is not the point. The point is she doesn't even want to accept the fact that you are a human. That you have a right to your own liberty, your own self-defense, and your own freedom. She does not want to accept that. She wants to make that a campaign slogan. Why? She attempted something. She's not the first one. Whoa, slow your roll, folks. She's the first of many. This is just, look, do you remember the bit in Jurassic Park, babe? When... He met up with the raptor scientist and the raptor said, the raptor scientist said, oh, they were testing the fields of the wall. Mm -hmm. Okay. They were trying to figure out the weak spots. Yeah. You remember that? Yep. Okay. That's what's going on right now. That's what they're doing. They're attempting to find the weak spots in the constitution. They, this crazy ass fucking governor this nutball god bless you if you live in new mexico right now swear to god um, as a catholic nomine patria fili spiritu sante i bless you i because you need the most help of all because this cunt she doesn't even understand what the constitution's there for she has taken away something that can help her in a time of need which she doesn't even realize it. Let me let me show you what the Constitution is there for. The Second Amendment in, in particular. This this kid this kid knows. I love the this Second kid. Amendment. This is kid for. is my hero. Eleven-year-old Chris Gaither was home alone Wednesday morning when he heard a noise. Someone had broken into his house. 
scared Chris grabbed a 9mm handgun. He just came downstairs and told me he was going to kill me and F you all that. The intruder made it out the front door with a hamper in hand. That's when Chris started firing off bullets. As the intruder was to jump the fence, Chris's 12th and final shot hit the bad guy in the leg. I shot through a hamper that he was carrying and it was a full metal jacket bullet. I went straight to the bag and hit him in the leg. And he started crying like a little baby. A baby that learned his lesson. Come on, Uncle Dad, I guess you didn't think it was a real gun because you didn't worry about it. He just kept on walking. The police have not released the name of the suspect, but Chris's mother says this man has robbed their house before. They don't know him personally. Chris credits his stepdad for his shooting skills. Yeah, play zombies for target practice. Turns out there's more than a basset hound on guard. I hope you learn a lesson coming to this house trying to steal stuff. In That's so weird. We haven't had an echo all night. Why the yeah, fuck is there an echo? I have no idea. But That's so random. That is the best. Hey, first of all, for Chris, Chris, this is for you, sir. As Justin would have given that to you right off the bat, that is outstanding, brother. That's what you do. Don't ever let anybody tell you what you did is wrong. You defended your property, your family's property. Don't ever, ever let anybody tell you what you did was wrong. That's some horse shit. Uh, outstanding job, Chris. We support that. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of uh, acting like a baby, hopefully, I don't Hopefully this one doesn't echo. Hold on, let me see something. Real quick. We're gonna we're gonna check our audio right now. Right. Try the echo cancellation. Just try it. Just see what happens. See what happens. Okay. I I hope it works. I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. All right. It's a PC, so different the fuck knows. than the Mac. Try this one. Dade feeling got his feelings hurt. He was so drunk, so drunk handling the house business, knowing full well that they had no evidence to support an impeachment and they hadn't done their homework. When Ken Paxton says, hey man, you embarrassed the devil out of yourself, you should resign. They sped up the process and impeached this man. Dade Felix. We're we're listening. I know there's an echo. No I don't, idea why. I, I don't know why. We're trying to figure That's that out. That's totally random. Um, no idea. This is out of nowhere. Yep. We've never had an echo. Well, except that I did. What'd you the, do? Well, the only thing I did, I I um. Well, undo it. Whatever you did, undo it. Yep. Because you did something that's now creating an echo. Um. And everybody's hearing it. I know. It's so weird. Uh, I turned autoplay. No, I put autoplay on never and it went back to that was the only thing I'd done. Huh. Weird. I can't help you. Hmm. Anyway. Weird. That is odd. Anyway, uh go back to that. What is that? Can't what? Ken Paxton. Oh, uh, Ken Paxton's impeachment trial. Yeah. Um, that was Ken Paxton's lawyer 
basically saying that he got impeached because the Speaker of the House was so drunk that Paxton told him to resign and his feelings were hurt. And so he, the drunk ass Speaker of the House filed impeachment against him because his feelings were hurt because he was the one that was fucking drunk and he got called on it. Literally, that was it. No evidence, no nothing. Hmm. Just they made shit up because his feelings got hurt. That's it. So, and that's the whole case in Texas? Nothing else. They have no evidence. Really? They have no evidence. Wow. None. That's impressive. None. How do you, how, I, I, I don't know how you do that. Today, how do you do that? We, we have a constitution that tells us you have to have evidence. You, you, man, I don't know. I want to say this and I can't, I I can't. You see how hard it is? I want to say you can't prosecute somebody with no evidence, but I, I know that's not true. That's a lie. Yeah. They do it all the time. They don't give a shit. They're, they're doing it right now to Donald Trump. Yep. Exactly. Mm, I, I'm as frustrated as every single one of you folks. I, I love America. This is my country. There isn't another one. I am Irish. Yes. I love Ireland. Yes. Because that's where my people come from. But outside of that, no, there's nothing else there. I was born here. I only know America. I, yes, I've been to Ireland a hundred times. It's not about that. It's not about how many times I've been there. I was not born there. I will never understand the Irish people's plight. I will never understand. You know what? I will always understand the American people's plight. Why? I was born here. Mm -hmm. It's part of it. You understand it the day you're born. You know what's ingrained in you and you know what's not. This shit that we're seeing right now is all smoke. It's all bullshit. At the end of the day, where do we end up? Where does America end up? When we roll the dice, where do we end up? Dead serious. Where do we end up? Venezuela. It looks that way. It is really bad. It is looking... Um, so they're, they're also with fucking Trump being now censured. He can't say anything about the case. Well, they're they're They will see, we'll see now. Now you waited till now. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me you're a ballless wonder that waited till now to open your fucking mouth and say, Oh, well now I'm going to be a man and you can't say anything about it. Oh, now you waited till right fucking now. Get the, mm-hmm. Get the absolute fuck out of here and take every fuck with you because that's ridiculous. I don't believe that for a second. No. John, I just played two clips about that, about Kathy Hochul in New York. Um, Moving on to Congress. This shit, we played three. This was. I'm still blown away by that. He got away with this. No, I'm not. I know why he did. I think it's hey, excellent. It's in a public library. Let me tell you something. There's no reason why you can't read it on the Senate floor. Uh, I know it. Go for it. Check this out, y'all. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. 
Um, I, I confess I'm a little confused, and I appreciate the argument that, that we've, or discussion that we've been having, but for me, it's a little too conceptual or, I don't know, metaphysical or theological or whatever you want to call it. I want to try to understand what you're asking us to do. Let's take two books that have been much discussed. Um, the first one is called All Boys Aren't Blue. And I will quote from it. I put some lube on and got him on his knees. And I began to slide into him from behind. I pulled out of him and kissed him while he masturbated. He asked me to turn over while he slipped a condom on himself. This was my ass, and I was struggling to imagine someone inside me. He got on top and slowly inserted himself into me. It was the worst pain I think I have ever felt in my life. Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain. Close quote. All boys aren't blue. First of all, the second is I want to I want to preempt this. I don't support any of this. Uh, this is disgusting. The fact that kids are reading this in school is gross. I do not promote it. But the reason we are playing it here is because you all have to hear it. Let because me tell you this something. This is what's in your child's middle school library. Let me tell you something. If you even have a middle school library. This is something that you need to get smacked across the face. Like this has got to hurt. Because you're not going to understand until your kid comes home with a book like this. It says, oh, mom, I've got to read this. And then you read a couple of chapters. And then you go to a school board meeting and you get thrown out or arrested for trying to read it. For there. being this. Yep. For being exactly this. All right. Listen, we're not telling you this because we support this because we don't. We think this is disgusting. Mm -hmm. We think no child in America should need to read this. But let me tell you something. You fuckers out there have got to hear this because if you see your kids come home reading books like this, you better be fucking beating down the doors of the cocksucking principal that's got that fucking goddamn library up. And you better be beating the shit out of that motherfucker. Telling him, take those goddamn books off the shelf because there's no way, there's no way that my child should be required to read any part of this, any part of this, or I have not permitted, it. not even required. It shouldn't be available. It should be nowhere near a school ever, ever. This is not appropriate for kids under the age of 18 period. I mean, I don't think it's appropriate for anyone, but that's, you know, whatever. Well, that's up to you. I know. No, no, no. As I adult, agree to 18. As an adult, that's up to you. At 18, you want to you wanna go slap someone's cock in your mouth, you go do it. At 18. At 18. Not at 16, not at 15, not at 17, not at 14. Not at 11. You go do it 
when you're 18 fucking years old. You don't fucking do it to our goddamn kids. And I'm getting really sick and tired of people fucking with kids. Let's, this is bullshit. Let's let Kennedy finish. Why aren't you pissed? Because he's America? pissed too. Another much discussed book. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's called Gender Queer. Okay. Let me read an excerpt from that. Quote. I got a new strap-on strap harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. Then I want you inside of me. End quote. Now. Mr. Secretary, what are you asking us to do? Are you suggesting that only librarians should decide whether the two books that I just referenced should be available to kids? Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. Tell me what you're saying. Well, uh First of all, there's this... Don't give me a speech. Tell me what you're asking will, me to do. With all due respect, Senator, and the words you spoke are disturbing, especially coming out of your mouth is very disturbing. But I would, I would also tell you that we're not advocating for kids to read porn to Senator Booker's What are you advocating for? We are advocating for parents, random parents, not to have the ability under the guise of keeping kids safe to try and challenge the world view of every single manner on these issues. You're getting conceptual game. I'm not getting conceptual. I'm saying yes, you are. Yes, you are. Because you, you, I want to know what you're recommending. It sounds to me like what some of you are saying, the librarians should decide who gets to see that book. I'm saying when you're making, when individual parents are allowed to make a decision of what, where that line is and to kill a mockingbird, which involves a rape scene, should that book be pulled from our libraries? I think it becomes a slippery slope. I think you ought to think about it a little bit more before you come here. If you're going to propose something, you ought to be able, in 30 seconds, to be able to explain what you're asking us to do. Ms. Kelly, what do you understand? Well, let me skip you for a second. Mr. Um, Cameron, tell me what you're you're proposing. It's pronounced mix. Um, mix. Is that how you? How would you like me to refer to you, Senator? Your definition of sexual is synonymous with LGBTQ identity. I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you to tell me. You read those two excerpts. Gender Do you think that? Are you asking that only librarians and not parents have any say? and whether minors can read those books. Is that what you're saying? Genderqueer has never been in my school library, so it's never been banned. Well, suppose it was. Should it be up just to the librarian, or should parents have a say? There should be facilitation of collaboration between students and parents have a say? Parents should be working with students and educators to be making decisions because students are... And who decides ultimately, the librarian, or do you take a vote, or who takes the vote? Book review committees in the community in my school district. You want a committee? To there are committees. Okay. Well, I'm asking you, how do we decide whether the two books that I just referenced 
should be available in the library. What what would you if you were if you were running things? What would you do? All boys aren't blue. The scene you mentioned is about sexual abuse. I know what it's about. It's not. What would you do in terms of making the books available? Would you say anybody can see them, or they have to be in a special session? Students who do not read books like All Boys Aren't Blue cannot learn what is appropriate. I understand that. They cannot learn. I understand, but none of you want to answer my question. You come here and you say censorship is bad, and of course it's bad. But the obvious response is, okay, you heard the books we're talking about. Okay, we're not talking about Catcher in the Rye. So tell me what you want, who gets to decide. And all I've heard is the librarians. And parents have nothing to do with it. And if that's your response, what planet did you just parachute in from? Parents, Senator. Or what country, more appropriately? This is not China. Parents, Senator, for all due respect, parents absolutely have a say. My parents were immigrants, came to this country. We never checked out books without our parents seeing what what books we were reading. They encouraged us to read Mr. Secretary, I understand this is good for your politics back home. It's got nothing to do with my politics. My bill is passed. My bill is passed. It has everything to do with your politics. But you came here with a problem, and I'm trying to understand the solution, and you don't have one. We solved the solution. We solved the solution. Other than to tell us that we don't agree with you, you're on the wrong, we'll be on the wrong side of history. We solved the problem in Illinois. We fixed it because we... Well, there are others you could work on. Well, that's why I'm, I'm out of help, time. Thank I'm you, Mr. Help, Chairman. To help other states make these decisions. Wow. Uh, folks, you you do you. But l- listen, I, I'm going to tell you my opinion. This is an opinion show, after all. We've never dubbed this as anything else. Um, we've always told you that this was an opinion show. This isn't anything less. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you my opinion. This is my opinion. Not hers, not anybody else's, my opinion. Let me tell you something. Do that to my kids. Do that to my kids and see what end I will take to get to you. Watch what hoops I jump through just to end your life. Do that to my kids. I I tell you right now, go ahead. And I guarantee every other motherfucker in this chat, every other cocksucker out here listening to me right now agrees with everything I am saying. Do that to my kids. I dare you. I double dog dare you just to make it a generation X reference. I double fucking dog dare you. Go ahead. Do that to my kids. See what levels I go to. Because I tell you what, I am not going to stop on uh, just merely maiming you. I will end your life. It is not a joke. I will guarantee that there's nothing left of you. Period. Your call. It's a bold move. Do that to my kids. You little fucking preppy faggot and your little bow tie. Trust me, dude. I have shot people like you that were worth more and weighed more. I, I have done it. I know who they are. I can name them for you if you want. I can tell you the targets I took out with a bullet that were twice as much a man than you are. And they weren't an enemy other than they just disagree with the political side of the aisle I was on, bro. I will do that for the American people again for free. 
not for a price. I don't want money for it. I want our country to be fucking free. I want our people to be free. I don't want them to be slave indentured servants. I don't want my people to go down like that. My people don't deserve that. They dealt with enough bullshit from all you fuckers. There's nobody in this generation that's going to say what I'm saying right now. And I don't want to see my people suffer that. If all you other faggots are too scared to say this, fine. I'll say it for you. My people deserve more. They've dealt with more. Generation X has dealt with way more than any other generation on this planet. Alive now, yes. This is bullshit. We need to... America, I, you know where I stand. I'm done. I'm fucking done. You, all you got to do is push my button. I, we go. Let's do it. It's on. I'll load the weapons and we'll be in the truck and gone. You got a squad at least coming from us. But I'm dead serious. We all have got to figure this out. All of us. Every single one of us. This cannot continue. This bullshit. Nope. Oh, we got to go, though, because Josh is coming up next. He is. It's already oh, that shit. time. Yeah, yeah it is. exactly. All right. Uh, don't forget, go to electrofreedom.com. Get your T-shirts. Sign up. Uh, well, that's at Patriot Party Pod. Uh, PatriotPartyPod.com. I put the because oh, okay. uh, electrofreedom.com isn't open yet, but you can sign up for the e um, sign up for our email there so that you'll get notified as soon as the store opens and you'll get a promo code um, for uh, a gift right off the bat. So go do that. Sign up at electrofreedom.com. And don't forget Monday morning. Monday morning, the good book. The good starts. book. Yep. Yep. Um, tomorrow, Heather will be here for Freedom Gardens at 1 p.m. tomorrow, 1 p.m. for Freedom Gardens. And Vince is joining us as well. Really? Yeah. Vince wanted to come on Freedom Gardens. So we're going to talk about electroculture a lot. Sweet. Yeah. Well, you're starting electroculture. An electroculture business. I mean, so I, mean, I kind of figured that that's 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 gonna at. be the topic for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I mean I mean at least maybe maybe yeah. the next week. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. So uh so yeah, Freedom Gardens tomorrow at 1 p.m. Uh, because Heather will be here. And uh and then of course True Spiracy at two on Sunday. On Sunday. We're back to Jubilees. Correct. Um, but only for a couple hours because then I'm going on Candace's show yeah. as well. We got to get off kind of early. Yeah, like Sunday. 4 o'clock. So. And eh, it's football Sunday, so. Yeah, it's fine. Go enjoy your football. Mm -hmm. Okay. So either way, yep. uh, we're going to get the fuck out of here for tonight. So for the Mick. And v -Lin. Hey, y'all fuckers have a great weekend. Uh, we'll see you back here Monday. Uh, if you're not going to tune in for any of the weekend shit, fine. Mm -hmm. Get it. Yep. That's cool. We'll see you back here Monday for the regular news. Uh, it'll be 545 for the start of the show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. If you're not hanging out for the music, we'll see you then for the make. And be Lynn. Later, bitches. Thanks for watching. Y'all.
snares and alligators. But once you get to the gate, you can't depend on your waiters. Cause you'll be over your tater. I'm talking growing tomatoes. Feeding the worms, I fish with later. I'll have a fish stick plate over a six foot grave. Before I take a knee as our anthem plays. My hands on my heart, I stand on what I say. And my second amendment handles what I can. I ain't trying to be Billy Badass or talk shit. I'm just saying, there's the line. Don't cross it. I got a red rider gun when I was three, so I don't run or hide from anything. Bitch, I'm a red, white, and blue collar boy from the south. And you can fuck around and find out. I love my country, love my freedom. Fuck a welfare, now I don't need them. Shotgun race from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. So come around here, son, running your Fuck around and find 